All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, episode 53. Hooray! We fucking rock. Best people who ever lived. And thank you for joining me tonight. It's Filter Friday. We have an awesome show for you. People's already mad. Everybody's fucking insulting me today on Twitter. Other liberals are mad at me because of my opinion about Vosh and Jesse Lee Peterson. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the whole uh, Dave Chappelle comedy show that he had going on, man. People are... uh. Having various opinions about that. Conservatives fucking love that shit, right? I don't know if you guys have seen what's going on, but as always, you guys want to support the show? Patreon! That's a great way to do it, right? You guys know how this works. Uh, you guys sign up, dollar or two a month or whatever the fuck you can afford, and uh, I make videos and everybody's happy. So if you guys want to help me out, Patreon, please. Patreon.com for just podcasts and also uh, Super Chats, lifeblood of the show, no questions dodge. You guys know how this works. Everybody's watched the show understands the whole Super Chat. So, uh, I'm not going to have to show that too much tonight. So, how's everybody doing? Everybody having a good week so far? Are we happy it's Friday? Is it bad? I still call him Rusty Dusty in my head. I used to call me that when I was a kid. That's like the number one insult I had when I was a kid, so I'm definitely used to that. Uh, Dusty, you haven't been watching Rusty so far? Oh, you haven't been Rusty so far? Yep, I'm Rusty sometimes, but I try to work it out as best I can. Vosh hates vegans. Don't know why. I debated Vosh on the veganism thing. I don't think he did very well against me on that. But what did Vosh and the other mouth breathers say or do? All right, we're going to get into it in a minute. It's all good. It's all good. So anyway, I guess we'll just jump right into the fucking show. Let's see what kind of filters I want tonight, though. It's fucking Filter Friday. And uh, they don't have a whole lot of fucking new filters out. This one's all fucking uh, rainbow and shit. I look pretty good, though. look pretty fucking sexy with my rainbow goddamn hair and my, my guy liner. So maybe I'll keep this one for a minute. Just do the show all pretty and shit, because it makes me happy. Hell yeah. Inject that cynicism straight to my veins. I will. You know me. What's up, Amy Mortison? How you doing tonight? You suck, Dusty? I know. I sure do. I suck all of the dicks all of the time. Why do conservatives like Dave Chappelle? All right. Guys want to hear about this one? So... Dave fucking Chappelle, oh god damn it, I didn't even fucking set my shit up right yet, hang on, I gotta, I got one more thing I gotta do to set this shit up right, bookmark manager, 53, show 53, hell yeah, didn't do this, and I was supposed to do this already, this is great live programming dusty, alright, here we go, so uh, Dave Chappelle, he fucking did a new Netflix series. Uh, they paid him $60 million to complain about how tough it is to be a comedian these days. That's always fun, you know? I love these fucking Netflix shows. Like, every one now is a uh, a fucking rich middle-aged comedian complaining about how tough it is to be a comedian. And they're paying him like $20 million. You got Joe Rogan bitching about, oh my god, people criticizing me for my jokes. You got fucking Ricky Gervais. And now you got Dave Chappelle. So, uh... He went on and did this fucking comedy act on Netflix, and, uh, yeah, conservatives fucking loved it. Jack, uh, piece of shit, piece of shit, Biak, who is a Trump supporter, conspiracy theorist, Pizzagate spreader, an alt-right dude, and he's like, what the fuck, did I not save the goddamn tweet? Clicked on the wrong thing? Nope, I didn't save it. Fuck, that's just his main thing, I guess I could scroll through here. Anyway, basically he's saying that, uh... It's the greatest thing he's ever fucking seen in his life. God damn it, I can't believe that I did. I went directly to his fucking page instead of the goddamn tweet. Ah, fuck my life. Anyway, he loved it. 
No. Alright. Um, right-wing pundit, Fox News contributor, Molly uh, Hemingway. She's like, Dave Chappelle's new stand-up is hilarious and subversively pro-life. Yep, is that true? Didn't Dave Chappelle do a pro-life show to appeal to the uh, conservatives? That's what they're saying. And um, this guy, another uh, Brett Easton Ellis, another right-wing shithead, he's like, did I just watch Dave Chappelle save America from itself in 65 minutes on Netflix? Oh, my God, Dave Chappelle is saving the fucking world, y'all. That's what conservatives are literally saying. So, like, I'm not real big on comedy specials and everything. I used to watch tons of fucking comedy specials when I was a kid. Richard Pryor, uh, fucking Eddie Murphy. That was that was my fucking jam. I used to love that shit. But, like, I, I kind of seen it all at this point. I'm like, oh, it's, it's not really my thing. But I did watch this. And, you know, some of it was, like, lazy. Some of it was real fucking hacky. Uh, some of it was cringy. And some of it was funny, you know? It was, it was a mixed bag. Um, and normally, I wouldn't take it very seriously. But the fact that conservatives are taking this shit so fucking seriously... Means that, hey, let's uh, review this and analyze it and see why conservatives are taking this so fucking seriously. I mean, if they were just playing it off as, oh, you know, it was just a funny comedy special with just jokes, no big deal. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. But that's not what they're doing. In fact, uh, Breitbart, who is uh, the publication of the alt-right, according to themselves, uh, one of the main conservative publications on the internet, they have written at least five different articles sucking Dave Chappelle's dick for this comedy special. And, uh, like I said, if they were just saying, oh, it's just jokes, no, it's just funny, it's no big deal, there's no reason to take it seriously, then I wouldn't be taking it seriously. But they're literally saying, this is literally going to save the world because he was making so many amazing points. Not just this jokes, not to be taken seriously, but no, he's making literally amazing points that are going to save the entire fucking world. So let's analyze this shit. Um, this article was so fucking hilarious. God damn it, this is funny. Just... Watch how severe these conservatives are sucking Dave Chappelle's dick. And then tell me, people are like, Dusty, are you going to prove that he's a hero to the uh, conservatives now? You jumped the shark. Nope. Watch. Watch how much they're sucking his dick. Comedian Dave Chappelle, latest Netflix special, Sticks and Stones is one of the greatest hours of comedy I've ever seen, which is saying a lot. As much as I enjoyed his legendary sketch show from 15 years ago, which I only recently caught up with, I had not been all that impressed with his Netflix specials. Granted, coming up with an hour of solid stand-up material is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world of show business. It's not really that hard, you know. I do two hours twice a week, and like the whole thing's not full of jokes, but I write enough jokes off the top of my head where you, you can feel it. You can do it a lot better than he did. A lot of it was really lazy and wasn't that great. The fact they're blowing this all out of proportion just shows how desperate they are to uh, feed into this narrative. That, oh my God, comedy's dead because of the liberals. Yeah, comedy's so fucking dead that Dave Chappelle just got paid $60 million to stand in front of millions of people on Netflix and say whatever the fuck he wants to. I can't say anything anymore, says man who just got paid $60 million to say whatever the fuck he wants to. Just absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Bill Cosby and George Carlin were the Ted Williams of this feat. The closest to, <clears throat> sorry, the closest to enjoying a perfect record. Even the mighty Richard Pryor had his here and now. Chappelle's done it. Sticks and Stones is a rarity. A perfect piece of art. Nothing could be improved upon. Nothing, folks. To these conservative, Dave Chappelle has created the absolute perfect work of comedic art. There is no improvement that can be made on this brilliant fucking masterpiece. And I'm going to show you some of these hacky jokes. Like where he's like making fun of Asians. He's doing the traditional, stereotypical, racist, Asian voice. 
to try to make fun of transgender people. It's so cringe. It's not because I don't have a sense of humor, but people, like, I'm a comic, right? I literally make jokes all fucking day long every day. Like, I find tons of shit funny. It's just not funny, right? It's just cringy. Anyway, every brushstroke exactly where it should be. Look at this dick sucking here. And what makes a stand-up routine perfect is something that goes beyond the funny. There are probably at least 12 cylinders that must fire. Solid jokes, timing, tone, knowing your audience, dealing with the hecklers, insight, truth. But the most important one is having a theme, an overarching idea that sends the audience home thinking about something more than the punchlines. Throughout the hour, Chappelle does dozens of bits. But if you're paying attention, all of them are woven together by one common idea, and that is Chappelle's demand for his right to enjoy free, unfettered artistic expression. Which you can. No one's fucking stopping you. Now, what he really wants, though, is he wants to stop criticism. He wants to be able to tell hacky, shitty jokes and then have people say, oh, my God, what he's saying is so important. It makes a great point. And then not have anybody analyze it and explain why it doesn't make a great point, why it is just hacky, ridiculous shit. Now, to these people, when you criticize them, oh, my God, that's an attack. You can't say anything anymore. But no, you're just snowflakes. God damn it. Like back in the 60s and fucking 70s, they're arresting comedians, right? You motherfuckers are getting paid millions to say whatever you want to. You've never had it better. But you're still like rich, privileged assholes just complaining because you're snowflakes. They can't goddamn take a little bit of criticism. That's what it's all fucking about. Um, Dave Chappelle wants to talk about that he wants what he wants to talk about, which is a God-given right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, it's so God-given, isn't it? That had been slowly melting away. Where? Where has it been melting away? Where has Dave Chappelle not been allowed to say exactly what the fuck he wanted to say and been paid handsomely for? Where? When did this happen? Who? Who? Who's this happened to? Just stupid. Starting in the late 80s with the Puritan jihadist against Sam Kinison and Andrew Dice Clay. But that, well, that was the Christians, right? Claiming that the left wing somehow is more puritanical than the Christians, that we have more of a, a purity test than Christians do. Fuck, man. I grew up as an atheist in Mississippi. I can read you the fucking letters from my family disowning me over that shit. I can, I can tell you stories about how they treated my gay sister when she came out. Want to fucking tell me that liberals are more insufferable when it comes to this shit than conservatives are. It's just a one-sided fucking narrative that has no basis in reality. It's stupid. Um, but as of late, in this new blacklisting era of ours, that right is almost entirely gone. <sighs> this is so cringe. No, it's not. No, it's not almost entirely. What the fuck are you talking about? They just paid him $60 million to say whatever he wanted to say in front of the largest audience in the world. Like, It's just frustrating. And Chappelle is done sitting back of the satire bus. When was Chappelle sitting in the back of the satire bus? Never happened. Sometimes he comes right out and says this. The subtext becomes text. That's fine. But even when he's not saying it, he's still saying it. When Chappelle's jokes about how great it would be to be molested by Michael Jackson, yes. Amazing jokes about how the victims of Michael Jackson should have been happy about it, right? Sure they should. They should have gone to school and bragged about getting fucked by a creepy weirdo dude. Hilarious! He is not arguing that it would be great to be molested by Michael Jackson. He is. <laughs> That's the joke he's making anyway. But he's saying is, fuck you. I'm going to joke about the most forbidden thing to joke about because fuck you and fuck you. This is America. I'm an American. And did I mention fuck you? Awesome. He's a child. Don't tell me what I can do. I can do whatever I want to do. I can say whatever I want to do. Yeah, you can say whatever you want to. No one has a problem with that. And then you can take criticism for your hacky, stupid shit, right? But when you do, don't whine about it. See, what this is the oldest grift in the book. You say something purposely to upset people. So that you know is going to upset people. That's the whole point of you saying it 
or something just edgy to be edgy. And then when people are upset about it, you play the victim. Oh my God, I can't believe you're upset by the thing that I purposely said to upset you. I can't say anything anymore. And then conservatives flock to you and give you tons of money. That's what every fucking one of these grifters does. That's what they always do. So transparent. My God, is there a more beautiful sight than a truly free man being truly free? God damn it. Just, just fellatiate him already. Just find Dave Chappelle, get on your knees, and suck that big, beautiful black dick already. Seriously, dude. My favorite part was a story Chappelle told about a meeting with standards and practices when he was doing the Chappelle show. Yeah, he's going to talk about this cringy joke about uh, why he can say the N-word, but he can't say gay slurs, which is, you know. I actually watched the joke, and the joke itself, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, the delivery was good and everything. And if it was just like somebody was to play it off as, oh, it's just jokes, man. It's just Dave Chappelle telling a silly joke. It's not something you should take too seriously or something you should think about or analyze. I'd be like, fine, okay, I, I, I had no problem with that. It is a silly joke, and it was kind of funny the way he told it. But when you'd say, no, he was making a great fucking point. It's beyond just a joke. It's earth-shattering, amazing insight. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's can't anybody know just off the top of your head the common sense reason it's okay for Dave Chappelle to use the N-word but not use, not to use gay slurs? Isn't that obvious? Why would anybody have to explain this? It's not a good point. I mean, obviously, it's because black people have taken back over the most vile, uh, demonizing word in the history of the human language. Um, they've taken it back for themselves, right? They've uh, tried to turn it into a positive thing, whereas gay people have done the same thing to the, one of the most vile slurs that has been used against them. And obviously, if you're black, uh, it's socially acceptable for you to use the word that you that your people have taken back. And if you're not gay, it's not socially acceptable to use gay slurs against gay people when you're not part of that crew that's taking that word back and using it to re-empower your community. It's very simple, right? This is not like genius level stuff I'm saying here. And so to, to pretend like this is amazing. Oh my God, what an amazing point he made about how he can say the word but not gay slur. No, it's not. It's just silly. It's just... They told him that under no circumstance could he ever use the F word in a sketch. He was fine with that, but he did have a question paraphrasing. How come I can't say the F word, but I can say the N word? And see, he is saying it. So you're going to say, Dave Chappelle stood up for why he can't say gay slurs, but he is saying it. Not only is he saying it, he's getting paid $60 million to say it in front of millions of people. So why are you pretending like you can't say this shit? It's just stupid. You, you, you are saying it, literally. Anyway. Not only is it funny and insightful, no, it's not. I mean, it's it was sort of funny. It wasn't very insightful. But do you see what he's doing here? He's exposing that has slowly been happening to this country. Uh, what, common sense? Think about this. In popular culture and in the news media, we now have first and second class citizens. Uh, he's about to make the argument that white people are second class citizens and brave Dave Chappelle is just pointing out how horrible it is for the white man in society, right? White men are the victims of our society today, right? White men, they have it really fucking rough. They're the ones that are oppressed and demonized constantly. And the minorities have it fucking made, right? They're a protected class. Can't even make fun of them anymore. Goddamn darkies. In popular culture and the news media, we are now first and second class citizens. There are some groups of people who can be crucified in pop culture, annihilated by comedians. Uh, didn't Dave Chappelle just, like, make fun of transgender people and, you know gays and the alphabet people as he likes to call them i mean he had no problem once again you guys are pretending that somebody's shutting you up while you're literally saying anything you want to uh 
satirized relentlessly with my wide mean streak and depicted as a problem in the news media. That's us. We're the second class citizens. He's talking about white people. The first class citizens are those you you are never allowed to satirize. Uh, never allowed to, even though they did. They do constantly. But you're never allowed to, folks. It's against the rules, even though we're paying you $60 million to literally do it. Never allowed to mock or criticize. And this is true for one reason and one reason only. They hold all the power in Hollywood and the media. That's right. <sighs> Hollywood is definitely not run by white men, right? Definitely not. It's completely run by minorities and gays and whatnot have all the power. It's not like almost like 90% of movies and media star straight white men, is it? Nope. Totally not like that at all. Chappelle refers to them as the alphabet people, because that's real cool, aka LGBT, and in the most devastating way a comedian can, truth and insight, he lets these fascists have it. Yes, they're fascists, right? Dudes, fascism is when you have uh, ultra-nationalism with a, a dictator or a, a leader who tries to take dictatorial powers from himself, right? Sort of like what Trump's been doing and trying to do and what conservatives do. It has absolutely nothing to do with uh, lesbians and gays or any of that. They just use these words and have no idea what they mean. Or maybe they do. Maybe they just don't give a shit. Maybe they're just lying, but... Uh, for apologizing after he said he wouldn't over decades ago about his fears about his son growing up a homosexual. I would have had it. I didn't read the first part. Uh... Yes, let's audience have it. You and I, those of us who try to blacklist and cancel people through our social media accounts. Dudes, when are you going to learn that canceling people is good? Canceling people is normal. Canceling people has always existed. Have you ever not hung out with somebody because you thought they were a piece of shit? You cancel that person. Have you ever like been hanging out with somebody and, you, and they said something that was really fucking stupid and you're like, okay, well, I don't have anything to do with that guy anymore. You cancel him. That's what you're supposed to fucking do. Social pressure is an amazing nonviolent way to make change. Now, as I always say, you have to have, you have to leave room for redemption. You can't just cancel people forever without any way for them whatsoever to make amends for what they've done. Cancel culture has to go hand in hand with, uh, you know, an ability to redeem yourself. But at the same time, um, you don't have to hang out with shitty people. It's normal and it's good. Now, do some people take cancel culture too far? Yes, of course they do. People take everything too far. But at its base, cancer culture is natural and it's healthy and it's good for society. And all you people that are just so worried about being canceled, it's usually because you're giant pieces of shit, man. I've been canceled so fucking hard. My videos used to get seen like 100,000 times, hundreds of thousands. Now they get seen like 10,000 times. I got canceled so fucking hard, they went back in time, and they canceled my pilot, basically. Okay? But it's fine. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's natural, and it's healthy. And all you guys bitching about it, complaining about it, you're just fucking snowflakes, dude. Butch up. Anyway, it's, I guess I'll quit reading this article and go on to the next one. There's another article I want to read to you guys um, that explains to you the other side of this issue that doesn't just suck Dave Chappelle's dick about it. Um Here's another Breitbart article they wrote, wrote about it. They wrote all kinds, just falling all over themselves to love on him. Dave Chappelle calls out cancel culture. Worst motherfuckers I've ever tried to entertain. Poor Dave. Just made $60 million. Oh my God, you're so abused, Dave. Fucking snowflake as fuck, dude. But anyway, I want to read you guys another article written by a liberal. Excellently written. That explains, you know, the entire controversy in a very logical way. And, uh, and, and explains, you know, why we're analyzing this. Because... It's not our side that has taken this too seriously. It's actually the conservatives who are acting like this is the greatest thing ever. So this, you know, this article is brilliantly written. So I'm going to go ahead and read it to you real quick. Ultimately, the best thing about Dave Chappelle's just released special, Sticks and Stones, is that there's only one of it. The last two times the comedian released Netflix specials, there were two, 
there were both twofers. Chappelle was apparently bursting with so much creative energy in 2017 that they could only whittle his output down to four hours of symbolic stand-up comedy. This time, there's just one special and a 20-minute post-credit bonus in which to see whether Chappelle has surgically removed the chip from his shoulder and gotten back to the business of being among the funniest people in the world. He hasn't. Before the special even starts, there are some clues as to what we're getting into here. There is the title, Sticks and Stones, a Kendrick Lamar quote about being invulnerable to criticism. And there's Netflix auto-roll trailer featuring narration from Morgan Freeman. One is a defiant taunt from childhood. Another is a defiant taunt from adulthood. Then there's a play on the mid-aughst joke that Morgan Freeman narrates everything. Caveat emptor, baby. Once we're off to the races, an early bit telegraphs exactly where the special is going. It's a pair of impressions. The first is funny. Take on the hypocrisy of constitutional framers, which I won't spoil. And the second is an impression of a great collective audience in the age of so-called cancel culture. It is juvenile, bitter, and punchline free. Let's pull the shit out of the joke. And it's basically just saying, you motherfuckers are trying to destroy everything I've done. You motherfuckers, it's really hard to be a comedian these days. Oh my god, my rich ass standing in front of millions of people. It's just, god damn, it's so cringe. You fucking comedians, like, dudes, if you can't handle being comedians anymore, you should just retire. Because it's never been a better time to be a comedian, right? It's never fucking been a better time. It's ridiculous to claim otherwise. Like, when have you ever been able to make $60 million doing a fucking comedy stand-up show where you say where the fuck you want? I mean, it's just, it's just pathetic. It's just fucking pathetic. Like Joe Rogan complaining when he has the number one podcast in the world making millions of dollars. Ricky Gervais got paid $20 million complaining the fuck's wrong with you guys in the midst of complaining about audiences being too complainy here Chappelle says that that's why I don't come out and do comedy all the time he says those words with a straight face during this his fifth Netflix special in two years it's a typical paradox for a program that finds the comedian incensed with the things he can no longer make fun of while making fun of those things badly What's frustrating is that there are glimpses glimmers of Chappelle's all-timer status sprinkled throughout the show beyond the constitutional bit up top there are trenchant observations about gun control the opioid academic and jesse smollett two of those three things are not easy to make fun of and Chappelle definitely manages it in a thought-provoking way that might make you uncomfortable but forces you to identify with his point of view he is rightfully applauded for those jokes but at the same level as his applause for the other 90 percent of the special which takes low effort swipes what might be considered off-limit targets he spends 10 minutes, a full one-sixth of the special, on the burden of being asked to understand, tolerate, or at least not antagonize the LGBT community. A lot has already been said about Chappelle's jokes about trans people, which he's made many really stupid, hacky jokes about trans people. And I don't want to add too much to the pile on, but these jokes seem intended to shock. And what's most shocking about them to me is their wild unfunniness. One such bit finds him exploring the premise of that if trans people feel they were born in the wrong body, couldn't he feel born of the wrong race? Here's the punchline of that joke. I mean, and let's see if they have the video to this. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll play it on the other clip. But it's, this thing is so cringe where he does this just traditional racist Chinese thing to make fun of trans people. I mean, this is not clever and fresh material. This is just the same old stupid, I, uh, I identify as a tag helicopter joke. It's the same exact thing that they keep saying over and over again. It's just, it's... It's not because I don't have a sense of humor, folks. It's just because it's hacky, right? Um, yeah, Chinese accent. 
Hey everybody, I'm Chinese, doing a really bad Chinese accent. Does Dave Chappelle possibly think that in a post-Rachel Dolan's world, nobody had dared explore the premise of transracial people before? Does he care? Plenty of beyond mediocre hacks have mined this shallow vein over the past five years. They just neglect to throw in a staggeringly backwards Chinese person impression to make the point. Hell, Jamie Kennedy made the same joke independently earlier this week. I'm going to show you this guy in a minute. Uh, congrats, Dave Chappelle. You're exactly as edgy as 2019 Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, that's really saying something. Here and throughout the special, Chappelle acts like he's the last honest man, being persecuted for his willingness to say whatever he wants, despite being crucified. Read awarded Grammys, right? He's not being crucified as always. He's only being rewarded for this constantly. Which is why it needs to be said. It's a recursive loop, one that mostly exists only in his own mind, and one that leaves him in a place where merely saying the things people get mad at him for, that Michael Jackson's victims are liars, that R. Kelly should have tried harder not to get caught, is equivalent to making a good joke in and of itself. In left-leaning comedy spheres, which is essentially most of them, there is something called a clapter, which is when a comedian makes a dig at the Cheeto buffoon in the White House or whatever, and the audience goes nuts. It's a cheap way to get the audience on your side without actually telling much of, in a way, of a joke. And a lot of comedians look down at the practice. The kind of jokes Dave Chappelle now mostly traffics in are the opposite of clapter. People roar at the sheer audacity of saying what certain people are scared to say or mad that society hasn't allowed them to say, regardless of whether it's funny. Easy jokes, unoriginal jokes, the kind of jokes the Ben Shapiro's of the world would make were they capable of jokes. The worst part of Chappelle's special, though, has to be his his spirited defense of Louis C.K. Not because the act of defending Louis C.K. is necessarily beyond the pale, though it's not great, but because of the lesson he extrapolates from his fellow comedian's downfall. They ruined this N-word's life, he says. What the fuck is your agenda, ladies? Is sexism dead? No, in fact, the opposite happened. I said it was going to get worse, and they said I was tone deaf, but eight states, including your state, Atlanta, have passed the most stringent anti-abortion laws this nation has ever seen since Roe versus Wade. The fuck does that have to do with anything? God damn it, what a non sequitur. This is so stupid. This audience laughs as Chappelle segues from the opposite of clapter to actual clapter nonsensically. What the hell is he even saying here? How did holding Louis C.K. to account for making women watch him masturbate, then lying about it and allegedly having his management intimidate them into silence? How did blowing the whistle on that lead to anti-abortion laws? Is he saying that since women went too far in demanding to be treated like people, the GOP retaliated by taking away a legal right? It's bad enough that he considers forcing legitimate consequences akin to ruining Louis C.K.'s life, but connecting that with a public boom in anti-abortion sentiment merely reveals Chappelle's own attitude towards women. These two separate incidents have no cause and effect correlation. They're both symptoms of massive systemic sexism. Instead of considering his own role in that problem, Chappelle has the audacity to position himself as some ignored oracle. His next line is again, I told you, I told you, like he knew something about this topic that women didn't. Delusions seldom rise to this level of grandeur. His defense of all... His defense of any and all marquee Me Too men is just a means, however, to vent his growing displeasure with what he calls cancel culture. Celebrity honey season, he says at one point. They're going to get everybody eventually. I don't think I did anything wrong, but we'll see. What does he even mean by get, though? Which celebrities haven't got? They even got Kevin Hart, Chappelle says. Yes, pour one out for Kevin Hart, who you may remember from this summer's Hobbs and Shaw and The Secret Life of Pets 2 and who you might see in December's Jumanji 3 and any of the six IMDb credits he has for films beyond 2019. 
If Kevin Hart got canceled, please, God, cancel my ass as soon as possible. Canceled is mostly just internet speak for put in a brief social media penalty box. If you made an, an offensive comment that isn't straight up hate speech, and, even, and maybe even then, you may spend a day or so being canceled on Twitter. Then you probably apologize, maybe not, and people move on to the next thing. If you get caught committing a sex crime, however, it's not just a phrase. Your endorsement, contracts, and scheduled films might get literally canceled. Or you might get elected to the highest office in the land. Is that prospect really such an injustice that people like Dave Chappelle need to devote their entire 2019 persona to feeling aggrieved about it? Is he privately rending his garments because Kevin Spacey can't be on TV anymore? There is indeed some degree of danger in what Chappelle is afraid of. People on the internet are quick to be offended, and sometimes it gets the better of them. Every time a new SNL cast member is announced, people dutifully search their every tweet looking for a fireable one, which seems like a bad faith way to use the concept of being offended. On a much higher level, the Trump administration is weaponizing cancel culture by gathering intel on journalists' most damning internet footprints to use against them. There's a difference between maliciously looking for ways to get someone fired, though, and people deciding they no longer care for the music of R. Kelly. But Chappelle sees it as all the same thing, people out to get him. But no, but nobody's actually out to get Dave Chappelle. We could simply do without his needlessly offensive punchline-free jokes, or his whiny victimhood around the backlash they earn. What's far more instructive than seeing who is offended by or bored with the comedian is seeing who his fans are now exactly right. He is attracting a whole lot of right-wing fans now. Is that what you're going for, Dave? Because that's what you got. Chappelle once reportedly walked away from a $50 million deal with Comedy Central because one white fan's laughter at the wrong aspect a sketch made him wonder whether he had gone from sending up stereotypes to merely reinforcing them. In Sticks and Stones, Chappelle makes a powerful, well-constructed jokes about gun control, which I will now spoil. He notes that there seems to be no peaceful way to disarm white people, so the only solution is for all black people to get guns, because that's the only way the government will change the laws. It's a funny and relevant joke about a difficult subject matter, and it's buried within a special that mostly consists of the star, look ma, no hands, ing about far less interesting taboo subject matter. It's a special that earns this endorsement from the NRA spokesman and confirmed far-right ghoul Dana LaWush. Yep. Dana LaWush, another far-right chud, loves Dave Chappelle. Is there a chance that Lois like Chappelle's thoughtful commentary on gun control, or is it more likely she preferred the massive amount of time spent railing against victims of sex crimes just to prove he isn't afraid of doing so? Whatever exercise in the boundary pushing Dave Chappelle's current mode started in, it's gotten out of hand and it's attracting some questionable fans with an agenda. He would do well to walk away. Yes, you would, Dave Chappelle. That was an awesome fucking article. Um, and uh, yeah, here's another one. Molly Hemingway, Fox News contributor. From the Federalist talking about how amazing this is. Another right-wing person kissing his ass. So, obviously, they got a lot of feedback on the Twitters. And I'm uh, going to show you guys a few clips of uh, from the show, I guess, now. See how bad it got. And uh, I guess I don't have to play that one because I already told you what it was. The joke about uh, why he can't say gay slurs, but he can say the N-word. I mean, it's pretty, the delivery was fine. It's just, you know, it's just obvious. It's an obvious joke. As long as you just explain it away as a joke, it's fine. But if you're trying to act like it's a great point, it's definitely not. But anyway, just shows you how he's making the same hacky jokes that he always makes. Very lazy. I mean, as a group of people, they have to admit, it's kind of fucking hilarious, man. I'm sorry, bro. But I've never seen somebody in such a hilarious predicament not have a sense of humor about it. 
They're born feeling like there's something other than they're born as, and that's... That's kind of funny, you know? I, I mean, it's funny if it's not happening to you. I feel bad for T's, but they're so confusing. And it's not all my fault. I, I feel like they need to take some responsibility for my jokes. Because I didn't come up with this idea on my own. This idea that a person can be born in the wrong body. But they have to admit, that's a fucking hilarious predicament. Word for word, exactly what it's he's really saying. really fucking funny. I mean, there's a group yeah. of people that have... Probably not funny to people committing suicide about it, right? You know? It's not funny to them, but yeah. It's a hilarious predicament. Such a hilarious predicament. Hilarious predicament, yep. You trans people, it's so hilarious. You're born in the wrong bodies, then you have to deal with a lifetime of demonization and heartache because of it. It's funny as fuck! It's not happening to me, so it's, it's just a joke. It's just a joke, folks. Why are you so triggered, snowflakes? Because you're punching out. You're... It's very easy to understand, folks. And I've given this analogy before. It's like if there was a kid in school who everybody p- fucking picked on all the goddamn time. They picked on this kid. They shit on him every day. They made him suicidal. you never seen a kid fucking bullied like this kid. And then you walk up and you start fucking making jokes about him and fun of him and saying how funny his fucking situation is. And somebody's like, dude, that makes you kind of fucking dickhead to pick on this guy that everybody picks on. And you're like, hey, man. I fucking pick on everybody equally. I make jokes about everybody equally. I'm an equal opportunity offender. Nope, still a dickhead. Still a fucking dickhead because you're punching down, motherfucker. It's really easy to understand, right? So anyway. And uh, same types of jokes that Ricky Gervais is making. Um, let's see. This is a Ricky Gervais. No, that's not Ricky Gervais. Uh-huh. Anyway. Same type of anti-trans bullshit. Of course, a lot of people had uh, comments on it. This person was commenting to somebody that deleted their tweet because uh, they're cowards, but their comment is still right on. Turns out PC culture is killing comedy because it's compelled every comedian to do the same painfully unfunny, overly dramatic, self-martyring routine ad nauseum, further undermining the idea of this existential threat they're all warning about exists with each successive Netflix deal. I know, right? Just whiners. Trying to be snowflakes and play the victims, and then also at the same time complain that everybody else is playing the snowflake victim. And uh, Parker Molly says, Make trans jokes if you want. No one's stopping you, but maybe try to make new ones. I'm sure if I watch enough Netflix special, I can make a giant supercut of people doing the same. Wouldn't it be funny if I identified as a joke? Yeah, so this is Ricky Gervais, and someone I was looking for a while ago, and just the same hacky, stupid jokes. Because I've always identified as a chimp, right? Well, I am a chimp. I, if I say I'm a chimp, I am a chimp. Who? Preoc. But, um. <laughs> and don't ever dead name me. Don't ever call me Ricky Gervais again. From now on, you call me Bobo. So. What if it did? What, so what if haggy. I. What if- oh, here's that. And here's the joke he made about what if I was Chinese? And tell me, this is not because I don't have a sense of humor. This is because this is what Steven Crowder would do making a stupid Asian voice, an Asian stereotype face. To make fun of both transgender people to Asian people, it's just hacky as fuck. Hey, what, what if I was what if I was Chinese, but but born in this nigga body? That's not funny. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, I had to go around making that face. Hey, everybody, I'm Chinese. <laughs> and everyone get mad. Stop making that face. That's offensive. What? <laughs> this is how I feel inside. <laughs> 
Because I... I mean, okay. I mean, it's funny how bad it is. It's kind of, you know, punchy how cringeworthy and how everybody's laughing and shit, I guess. So, I guess if that's your idea of comedy. But, uh... And Curtis had a good take on it. Curtis is like, Dave Chappelle is kind of my idol. Because it's always been my goal to walk away from $50 million after realizing audiences are laughing in a way that belittles the struggles of my people. Then return a decade later to make that money back by belittling the struggles of others. And that's exactly what he's doing, right? He said he walked away from the Chappelle show because uh, some white dude was laughing at one of his black jokes. And he thought that he was probably laughing because he was racist and he was uh, believing the stereotypes that Dave Chappelle was spreading, and so he had to walk away from it. But now he's back doing the same exact stereotypes of other people, right? Like, when are you going to learn, Dave? I mean, if it's not cool for you to do that to your own people, why is that cool if you do that to other people? doesn't make any sense. And here's that Jamie Kennedy joke. Dave Chappelle is exactly as edgy as Jamie Kennedy. People can identify as whatever they want to be in 2019, but that's a lie. If I identify as another race and say inside I feel Filipino and I start talking like an 82-year-old Filipino woman, I would be skewered. He got 173 likes at the 118K followers. But yeah, you're exactly as funny as Jamie Kennedy. Dave Chappelle, congratulations. But he made $60 million, so I guess it doesn't really matter, right? And, uh... This is exactly right. I think maybe Chris Yossity made this one. I'm not really sure, but uh, edgy. I am controversial. I am saying what no one else is saying. No one would dare say what I say, except for all the other comedians saying exactly the same lame-ass jokes over and over again and then playing the victim. It's just, just silly, man. You guys are killing comedy. You guys are killing comedy, right? You're fucking whining and shit. Uh, anyway, guess that's all I'm going to say about the... Dave Chappelle, shit. Man, I went 45 minutes. I guess I went 35 minutes because I was 10 minutes early. So what you guys think I think about that? Am I wrong? Is Dave Chappelle the greatest human being that ever lived in the whole of human history? Um, Trump gave us the best kind of me. I know, right? Dave's jokes was trans people are funny. Haha. <laughs> yeah, but no, right? Haha, <laughs> I should spoke it old. Um... LOL, love Dave's jokes. They're hilarious. Okay. Uh, Maybe on a lower level than I am. Okay. Conservatives are generally on a much, much lower level. So they find things, that, you know, funny that are generally kind of just childish and silly. That's my uh, observation. Um, oddly enough, I was mistaken for Japanese once. Yeah. Uh, so what's funny to Dusty? All kinds of things are funny to me. Uh, you know, funny jokes are funny to me. Let me think of a funny joke I like. I'll tell you my favorite bad joke. This is a horrible fucking joke. And it's an old joke that you've heard already. But I love it. And it's, uh, I just read that the Energizer Bunny got arrested. Uh, they locked him up for battery. Boom! Terrible joke. I love that fucking joke. Um, oh, let me tell you guys my favorite joke of all time. This is my favorite fucking joke. I'm going to tell it really fast. I'm not going to tell the long version of it. But anyway. So, um, a dude goes out of town for a couple weeks and he asks his brother to house sit. And uh, look after his cat and whatnot. And so the dude's out of town for about a week. And he calls his brother. And he's like, hey, uh, brother, um, how's my cat? And uh, he's like, oh, man, your cat's dead. And the brother's like, what? My cat's dead? What the fuck, dude? Why would you just tell me outright like that? Why wouldn't you let me down easy? Like, that's fucked up, dude. Like, the first time I called, I should have asked how the cat was. And you should have been like, oh, well, the cat's on the roof. And, uh... And the second time I called, you should have said, oh, we tried to get him down from the roof and, and, and he fell and we had to take him to the vet. And maybe the third time I call, 
You say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, he passed away. We couldn't save him. You got to let me down easy, man. What the fuck's wrong with you? And the brother's like, oh, I'm sorry. And so he's like, okay, well, that's fine. And so the brother who's traveling is like, okay, well, I forgive you. How's mom? And his brother responds, uh, she's on the roof. Boom! Mom's dead! That's the fucking punchline of that joke. Love that joke. Read that in Reader's Digest when I was like 10 years old. So anyway, uh, let's see if I have any super chats yet. The lifeblood of the show, which would be the super chats. Me. All right, foot fruit for of life says, "Hey, Dusty, first time donating. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. I always listen to your podcast at work. Always having me laughing and agreeing with majority of the points you make. Well, I appreciate it, man. A lot of people download this podcast uh, and they watch it at work, or they play video games and they play it in the background. Uh, for those of you guys who want audio only versions of the show, you can get it on SoundCloud and it's also available on Spotify and Apple's iTunes. So." Available everywhere for you guys to enjoy at your leisure. The Supreme K99, hey Dusty, you oppose violence. Yes, I do. In my experience, the best way to deal with people that like to pick on uh, vulnerable people is to stand up to them. Usually speaking isn't enough. Talking from experience. Well, I mean, if they're like physically bullying somebody, then yeah, you know, you can you gotta protect the vulnerable, that's fine. But if they're not physically bullying anybody, then I would I wouldn't physically attack them back. I think just making fun of them is enough, you know. You can fight uh, words with words. You don't have to fight words with violence for the most part, in my opinion. Thank you for that, Spring King. Really appreciate it. Ratbag! Hey, Ratbag's back! Where you been, Ratbag? Haven't seen you in a while. Love me some Ratbag. Is it time for Biden to end his bid for presidency? Also, just became a Patreon. Don't disappoint. Hey, how could the fuck could I disappoint? And uh, it would be nice if Biden ended his presidency. It's not going good. Man, I keep hearing about Biden being in the lead. Of course, the latest polls show that he's not in the lead anymore, but People keep saying, oh, Biden's the lead, he's the number one candidate. And I literally have not seen a single person or don't know a single person that supports Biden. Not a fucking single one. I've ne- On my entire Twitter, I don't ever see anybody complimenting Biden or, you know, backing up his campaign. I'm like, who are these people who are Biden supporters? I'm definitely fucking not seeing it anywhere. It's really weird. So, yep, hopefully uh, he won the nomination. Bernie Sanders. What's up, Bernie Sanders? 499. Dave Chappelle tried to help get Ben Jealous elected in Maryland. So don't really care what jokes he made. He's good in my book. Okay. I don't know who Ben Jealous is. Um, I did read, somebody said that he was on Saturday Night Live doing a monologue about how uh, Trump shouldn't be blamed for saying he grasped people by the pussy. So that's not amazing. Maryland's governor, current governor, is killing thousands of people due to doing nothing about the opioid, the opioid epidemic. Dave Chappelle tried to save them. That's good. I'm sure Dave has his moments for sure. $10 from Matt. Jokes from the 60s weren't funny in the 90s. Telling jokes that would be funny in 1998 aren't funny today unless you're a 17-year-old boy. Blaming that on people being offended is dumb, I know, right? But it's what they do. That's how they're getting all the conservatives now. You know, they're they're, they're finding a new fan base because they don't have the talent to write for liberals anymore, so they got to switch it up and not write hacky-ass jokes for conservatives' love. And it's working, you know. Dave Chappelle, new hero for conservatism. And Rich Lada, $5, what is your favorite sex position? Any question answered right. Um, I basically just do missionary position because I'm boring as fuck. And uh, I don't feel the need to try very hard in bed. Um, I'm just not good. And I'm fine with not being good. Never had a woman complain. Uh, the woman almost always comes at least twice before I do. So I think I'm doing my part. It's fine. It's fine to be boring. So thank you for that. More Super Chats, please. Lifeblood of the show. Uh, I can't stay mad at Sarah Silverman. She is still funny. Yeah, she's all right. I heard her bitching about the fucking uh, same shit, though. She was backing up Dave's whining about how it's so tough to be a comedian when it's not. It's literally the greatest time in history to do fucking comedy. 
you goddamn whiners. Um, all right, I guess next up, we're going to talk about uh, the Voss shit. People were like really mad at me. And folks, this is why this is why I can't be a part of the left, the new leftist community anymore. Like I'm just not interested anymore. I mean, there's two issues with this, in my opinion. All right, the, the, the first issue is whether you should go on Jesse Lee Peterson's show to begin with, and we'll talk about that separately because um, I think there's a debate to be had there, and I'm like open to the debate about that. Um, but the other issue on this is whether if you associate with Jesse Lee Peterson, if you should hug on him. And uh, be in pictures with this vile racist. Keep in mind, this is a guy who teaches that uh, black people are born inferior and lazy, uh, that the civil rights movement was bad for black people, that white power is a good thing, and that women should not be able to vote. That, and that's like the, the least of it. Imagine the worst, most racist shit you can possibly think of, and that's what Jesse Lee Peterson spreads. So is it cool to hug around with a vile, vile racist and uh, wear his merchandise autographed to promote him like to me this is almost like hugging up against richard spencer and then wearing a richard spencer signed shirt and uh it's actually it's almost worse because even richard spencer doesn't publicly talk down about black people even richard spencer who yes he won't say uh what is a peaceful ethnic cleansing which obviously doesn't exist. It's ridiculous. Richard Spencer is a giant fucking piece of shit. I'm not defending Richard Spencer. I'm just saying even he is not outwardly and publicly as racist as Jesse Lee Peterson. And Jesse Lee Peterson is very dangerous because his audience is given permission by the fact that he is a black man who is incredibly fucking racist for them to be racist. Because they watch him and they're like, oh my God, this black guy is saying all the same stuff I believe. I'm obviously not racist. If the black guy even knows that this stuff is true, you know, basically, it just gives them an out. And I just I just don't see how you were friendly with this motherfucker, with one of the most vile racists in the world. Now, you may say to yourself, oh, well, Jesse Lee Peterson is just a joke. No one takes him seriously. But that's not true, folks. Go fucking read his channel. These people do take him very seriously. It's like Trump, right? It's like, it's hard for me to believe that anybody could take Trump seriously, right? Because he's such a buffoon. He can barely string a fucking sentence together. But his fan base are like cult members who think that he is a fucking soothsayer who could do no wrong. And I understand that Jesse Lee Peterson is not on the same level as Trump as Trump is the leader of the free world. And Jesse Lee Peterson is just a YouTube commentator. But on a similar level, Jesse Lee Peterson's fan base doesn't see him as this insane buffoon like we all do. They see him as this truth teller, this non-PC truth teller who has the guts to say what nobody else will fucking say, right? So I just don't like... I find this cringe, folks. And this is why I can't be a part of the new left community. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to change my political beliefs. No, I still believe all the same policies and I still support the same candidates. It's just that this left community, this new left, bread tube, left wing, all this shit, is turning exactly into what the atheist community turned into. It's turning exactly what the skeptic community turned into. A bunch of edgy people who are more concerned about them becoming famous and have no concern with platform responsibility whatsoever. And uh, it's going to turn out the same way, in my opinion. I just don't see how, like, this is acceptable. I don't, I don't see how this is cool. I just don't get it, you know. So that's the one issue. Now, the separate issue is whether you should go on Jesse Lee Peterson's show to begin with. Um, and I had mixed feelings about that. Um, and I've taken a lot of, people have been insulting me, too, today, because I don't think it's cool to hang out with a racist and hug him and be in pictures with him and wear his merchandise. I've literally been insulted by people telling me I don't have any morals. I don't have any morals 
because I don't want to hug on a fucking shithead racist and be buddy-buddy with him and wear his merchandise. That's, that's, that's the way it's coming. These are left-wingers telling me this. So in this left-wing community now, um, I am no longer allowed to make fun of the number one uh, most famous anti-feminist in the world. I've been kicked out of groups for that. She is more welcome than I am. Um, I have been called immoral because I don't think it's cool to hang out with and hug on and wear the merchandise of, of disgusting racist. Um, so I just, I, I don't feel like I belong in this community. I don't feel like I have any place to belong. How can you feel like you belong when let, when that, this is what the new leftist community is turning into? It's just so fucking cringe. But anyway, so uh, the separate debate is whether or not you should go on Jesse Lee Peterson's show to begin with. And his producer has been fucking hounding the shit out of me to go on his show. Um, he's messaged me, I don't know, like 10 times fucking begging me to go on the show. And the reason they're doing that is because they know that having me on their show will help them. Because they've read all the feedback from all the shows they've done. They know what people are saying. They know what the numbers are. And they know that having lefties on their show helps them. That's a, and it does. Look at their fucking, go look at their social blade. Every time they have a lefty on, they get a bump in numbers. And you can go read the fucking uh, comments and shit. Most of them are supporters of Jesse Lee Peterson. Going on the show makes him more popular. Now, how does it make him more popular, right? Well, it makes him more popular because when um, other conservatives watch his show, and they're like, oh, let's, let's take Bosch for, let's take me, for example. Say I went on the show. And uh, they'd be like, oh, my God, that fucking atheist Stacey Smith went on Jesse Lee Peterson. And they tell their friends about it. And then their friends who are conservative go and watch Jesse Lee Peterson. And Jesse Lee Peterson becomes more popular. And then his racist views get spread. So by going on the show, you actually uh, help his racism. You help racism to spread. You do. You can go look at the fucking numbers. Now, people were, now they're, they're, some people were very naive. Like, I used to be naive, too. And I used to believe the marketplace of ideas, man. You should debate everybody in the marketplace of ideas because the best ideas will win out in the end. How could they not? How could the best ideas not win out in the end? People are smart enough to know what's the truth and what's not the truth and what's a good idea. No. No, they're not. That's naive as fuck. They're absolutely not. Usually the ideas that went out in the end are the ones that people are, are most easy to understand, are the ones that are most self-serving to them. You can go on Jesse Lee Peterson. And you can give the most brilliant explanations for things. And it will not make a goddamn bit of difference to his audience. Now, you may change a few minds, but for the vast majority of them, you're not going to change their mind. And in fact, they're going to get more new conservatives to become fans of them because you're on the show. Um, and it's, I mean, it's easy, easy to understand why. Let's say Jesse Lee Peterson asks you what a man is, right? It doesn't matter if you give the most beautiful explanation of gender and how gender is a social construct and hormones and how you can change the hormones in the body and how the uh, cells of the body are not actually sex. They're waiting for signals from hormones. And by changing those signals from hormones, you can change your biology to be closer to a cis female to a, than a cis male. You can explain that so beautifully. But the moment... Jesse Lee Peterson asks you, what is a man? And you don't say, well, a man is an XY chromosome and a guy who has balls. At the moment, you don't give that simplistic explanation. The vast majority of his audience are going to be like, <laughs> you get him, Jesse Lee Peterson. I can't believe people believe this stupid bullshit. It's obvious a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina and that's that. It's just the simplistic world narrative that they have. And that's why Jesse Lee Peterson has these people on his show. Like I've said, he's seen the numbers. He knows that every time he has leftists on there, it helps him. Not only he makes money, you're making him money. Um, but uh, you're helping make him more popular too. And you can have this idea, oh, I'm going to change the mind of all his supporters. No, you're, now you're going to be more popular. Definitely. You're going to get more fans out of this. And so is he. And so that's why I have a problem with it. I know. Um, 
like I said, I was actually going to go on a show. I even posted about going on a show. And I was all gung-ho about it. And then I looked at all the shit he said. And uh, I, I smoked some weed. And I just thought about it. Did some deep introspection. I was like, nah, man. I don't want to give this motherfucker money. And I know if I go on his show, it's just going to make him more popular, man. I, that's exactly what's going to happen. And that's just going to help his fucking racism spread. I cannot morally do that. I don't, you know, I just don't, I don't want to. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel good about that. It, it'd be easy for me to, because like, I would be more popular if I did it. It would help my numbers. But I would be more popular at, at, at the cost of other people. I can't take gain if other people are going to be hurt. And like, it would be really easy for me to. It would be really easy for me to go on a show and help him become more popular. And the thing is, it wouldn't really affect me. Because the racism that he spread doesn't have any effect on my life. So as a white man, it's really easy for me to do that and take the benefit. But the thing is, is like it does hurt other people. His racism and helping make him more popular and helping his racism spread does hurt minorities. And I, I just don't want to be a part of that. Even if it doesn't hurt me, I can understand what hurts other people. And so I, I, I feel obligated not to be a part of that bullshit. So anyway... If you guys want to go on the show, like I said, I'm not your dad. Do what you fucking want to do. But that's the way I feel about it. Uh, I don't. I was reading the comments on the videos that other lefty YouTubers went on, and it did not look like they were changing very many minds. It didn't matter what you say, no matter how eloquent it was, no matter how much you destroyed Jesse Lee Peterson. Jesse Lee Peterson's fans do not believe he is getting destroyed by lefties. They absolutely do not. They think he is owning lefties. They think he is making lefties look fucking stupid. No matter how it's obvious the opposite is happening, but it's just like Trump, right? It's just like fucking Trump fans are. So that's why I don't want to be a part of it. That's why I don't feel morally right about doing it. And uh, people are mad at me for it. People are mad at me for having an opinion about it. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Is it okay to go on Jesse Lee Peterson's show, make him more famous, and help his racism to spread because you might convince a few of his fans that he is wrong, or should you just avoid him like the plague and uh, not be a part of his platform? So, And uh, people were, like, giving me advice, like, uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, Vadim was giving me advice. Vadim was saying, yeah, um, I was saying, yes, it would make more popular, but that's not what this is about. It's about the fact that it will make, it will also make him more popular. And help his racism to spread. My own gain is not worth me hurting others. And Vadim says, and he got a lot of likes for this. These people are going to continue to gain popularity with or without you. Okay, well, let it be without me. Why the fuck would I help them spread racism just because they're going to do it with or without me? That seems like a very bad take on this. You're funny guy and a good debater. Thank you. Going on a show would be a win. And the performance good stuff you get across would counter the negative. I just don't think it would. I mean, I understand if he want me to do it because it would be entertaining and it would help me, but that's not enough. Just to be entertaining and help my career, it's not enough to do something that might potentially lead to harming other people, right? And yes, sure, he's going to still do it anyway and he's still going to spread his racism and become famous anyway. But saying, he's going to do it anyway, you might as well be a part of it. That No, that's that's horrible. That's immoral. That, uh, like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't get that take at all, but a lot of people agree with it, so, eh. Sometimes I feel like a fish out of water, folks. Like, I'm literally just sitting around just trying to think of the moral way to do things, and people hate on me for it. It's really weird. Anyway, what you guys got to say about all that shit? Uh, 
How would people get hurt exactly? I don't understand. Um, what are you talking about? You're talking about if you go with Jesse Lee Peterson and make him more popular? It's because he's, like I just said, he spreads racism. And uh, his ideas are especially dangerous coming from a black man because other white people and conservatives who are become new fans of his because you appear on his show uh, are very interested in his brand of racism because he's black. You know, it gives them uh, permission to be racist. So, in lots of ways, it, he's uh, more dangerous than people like uh, Richard Spencer, in my opinion. So, very easy to understand. Dusty's right, going to show is giving him material influence. Yeah, I mean, just look at the numbers. He gets a boost every time you go on there, and it's not people just making him an LOL cow or whatever. It's real fans. I mean, he knows. Like I said, folks, his producer's been hounding the fuck out of me. He knows exactly what's helping him, and there's a reason he keeps inviting lefties on there. It's helping him. Um... If you don't want to go on, don't go on. Your logic is suboptimal. Nope, it is not. I disagree, but I understand why you say so. I believe you. Aren't you like a fan of like a... Anyway. Um, Dusty just canceled Pig Puncher and Vosh after he told me Vosh is signal boosting of JLP. Uh, I don't know if I cancel anybody or not. I ain't having nothing to do with it, but... The few people you would help it a hell of a lot more than the none helped by not going on is bullshit. I don't have to go on a show to talk about him. I don't have I don't have to go on a show to fucking call out bullshit. What the fuck? No, you don't. You have your own platforms. You don't have to go help his platform by going on there and helping him become more famous and helping him spread racism. I can attack him right here on this fucking show without helping give him a boost like that. It's just ridiculous, folks. This whole goddamn free speech, everything, everybody has to be debated. It's just dumb. It's just dumb, right? It doesn't make any sense, and it, it goes against observable reality in my in, in my view. It's just naive. Dusty, he'll cut you off and just be nasty. Tell us people that maybe you will after he does your show. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, so let's see if I got any more super chats. Wait, one of the show. Two pounds to spread logic to them motherfuckers. I right, appreciate that. I heard the pound crash though, because uh, apparently uh, you're new. Prime Minister is suspending the government or something. Crazy over there in the UK. Sorry you guys are having to deal with that. Appreciate that though. Billy Boy Blue, $5. See, here's why I agree with Dusty. There are a lot of dumb acres in this world. Just look up Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I know, right? Our dumb aces. I guess that means asses. Yep, there are a lot of dumb people. A new uh, Sasha Baron Cohen show is really funny. I played some of that last week. Uh, $5. I genuinely think Jerry Leslie Peterson is a little bit cuckoo. Watch the interview with him on Secular Talk. Very, very cringe. It's so shocking. It's laughable. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like, like we live in a post-truth society and none of this shit matters. It's all about fucking tribalism and owning the libs and his fan base really think he does that, right? Uh, Billy Boy Blue, if you're an authority on comedy and feelings don't come into this and Dave Chappelle isn't funny, please tell us when your Netflix comedy special is coming out. And yeah, you're welcome for the 10 bucks. Appreciate that. Um, I'm not sure I'm an authority on comedy, but uh, I have been doing comedy for 10 years or so on YouTube. Um, I mean, Dave Chappelle is funny in certain parts, but I mean, there were certain things about that stand-up special that was hacky, right? It wasn't very funny. Um, but generally, I find him funny. I think his uh, Chappelle show was pretty funny. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So, uh, Andy Nogo got busted. I talked about this a little bit on the last show, but uh, there's been some development since then. Apparently, he has been let go at uh, his job at Killette, 
which is the uh, right-wing publication, the, inter- the intellectual dark web, uh, Dick Sakathon of Colette. And uh, they claim that it wasn't because this new video came out that incriminated Andy Nogo, but eh. So basically, uh, those who are not keeping up, Andy Nogo pretends that he is uh, a, a reporter that reports on political violence, right? He's like this independent reporter. You know, he's so fair and balanced, and political violence, that's his main thing, right? But what he does is he, hang out, he hangs out with this terrorist group called the Proud Boys, this right-wing fascist group called the Proud Boys, and they go start trouble and uh, start fights and shit, and then Andy Nogo hangs out with them and... Uh, deceptively edits whatever footage he takes to erase the evidence that they are the ones that started shit and then lies and claims it was in Typha that did everything. And, uh, so not a journalist, just a fucking, uh, piece of shit grifter. Right. So first they came out with a video. I think I showed you guys where he was standing in a group of the proud boys when they said they were going to go over to this bar that had some Antifa members in it and basically start trouble and start a fight and shit. And, um, then, uh, the footage was released. Let me see if I can show you. Um, well, what happened also uh, was apparently inside the Patriot Prayer, which was also one of the uh, right-wing groups that was hanging out with uh, Nanny, Nanny Nogo, they had a uh, a mole in there. A guy was being a spy. A guy who was a lefty was in there filming everything, and then he returned. He turned all the film over to the uh, police and shit to prove that this was a you know a terrorist organization, basically a, a violence group that was actually causing the violence. And he caught uh, Andy Nogo on film listening to their plans to go cause violence and just kind of laughing and smiling along and not reporting it, not doing anything about it. And then in the end, Annie Nogo acts actually uh, lies and claims Antifa did it. So Annie Nogo, they had him on video. He's sitting there with the uh, Patriot Prayer group dudes talking about how they're going to go to this bar and start trouble and shit. And he smiles. Then Annie goes with them. And then while they're there, the uh, Patriot Prayer group, these fascists, they start macing the patrons of this bar which starts a melee. And so Andy Nogo covers up the entire thing and claims it was Antifa that started this. But here's the footage of it. See for yourself. Andy Nogo's a lion shit. First, just yelling back and forth. And then uh, a fight basically broke out when uh, the Antifa side started spraying, sort of indiscriminately. Yep. A fight broke out because evil Antifa started spraying indiscriminately. Hmm. Let's have a look at this and see if that's actually what happens. There's Patriot Prayer. And there's this guy with Mace. And here he goes. He's indistinct. He's, he's spraying the crowd, didn't he? Huh? Who sprayed who first? Hmm. Who sprayed who first, Andy? Was it Antifa, evil Antifa, just indiscriminately spraying everybody? Or did your group, who said they were going to go to this bar and start violence, and you sat there and laughed and didn't report it, were they the ones who fucking started it? Hmm, Andy. You fucking, god damn it, these goddamn grifters, dude. Dude's probably a millionaire by now. Just crazy how much fucking money and support they get by outright lying. But the fact is, the conservatives don't give a shit. You can show conservatives this video. You can show them that Andy is lying, and they'll be like, well, I don't care. Antifa's still a terrorist organization. They deserve to get maced. But yeah, after that happened, after they maced them, then the, the brawl broke forth, out. And then, so just lies uh, after fucking lies. But uh, at least he's getting called out for it now. Pretty fucking hilarious. And uh, We talked about Tommy Lauren on the last show. Tommy Lauren's new clothing line. Freedom! It's for Patriot, folks. Do you love fucking America? Are you a goddamn Patriot? Try the Freedom line. It turns out 
Her fucking line was made in, uh, what is this? How about some eyes, man? That's creepy as fuck. So I'll go with some flaming hair. So anyway, she finally commented on it. And uh, her comment is hilarious as fuck. God damn it. And she got so roasted for this. Uh, she got 291 likes. I, I, I took a picture of it, screenshot. It was like something like 30,000 comments or something. Ratio to fuck. So here's what she had to say. <laughs> this is so cringe. Uh, I guess before I even show you this, I'm going to show you the other thing. Uh, let's see. Maybe maybe it's down here somewhere. Why is this thing? Click on it directly. Maybe I'm going to show you the uh, the video that she put out that basically explains how you are supposed to buy American or you hate this country. And this is funny the way she's running here. Like she's never run in her life. Looks so fucking uncomfortable running. Anyway, uh, this is after she got on Fox News and made fun of everybody for not making their shit in America and talking about how Trump has made it so easy to manufacture your shit in America now. Anyways, like many Americans, small business owners, Alexo aims to be made in America. We are working towards that. A message from Alexo CEO, Amy Robbins. This is so hilarious. We had to make a decision that millions of American companies, especially small business owners, must make when starting a business and go with the American-based company that happened to have their manufacturing facilities overseas. Yeah, we had no choice, folks. Americans want a living wage, and we can't pay that fucking shit. I mean, even though these leggings that we're selling are $99, and even though if we made them in America, you know, we would still make a huge fucking profit margin. We decided to milk every single cent we can out of the gullible American motherfuckers who are going to buy this ridiculously overpriced shit. So we decided to make this goddamn bullshit in China. Knowing you idiots probably wouldn't give a fuck or even notice. That's basically what she's saying. But due to the increased labor costs, yeah, she's talking about wages. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about living wages. Yeah, due to a living wage. God, you guys are such fucking hypocrites. This is what every business says. Is the reason they don't fucking manufacture in America. And you don't take their excuses. You fucking shit on them. But when it comes to you, oh, suddenly, it's totally different, isn't it? God, they're such hypocrites. Due to the increased labor cost and heightened regulations many U.S.-based manufacturers face, we were left with little option but to manufacture overseas to start out. We're working diligently to bring our manufacturing back home to the U.S. and work with other hardworking companies that pride themselves on integrity and quality. If that's you, we would love to talk to you. Please send us your information. Yeah. <laughs> now they got caught up for We're trying, folks. We're trying to manufacture these in America. You could have done it the whole time. You just have to pay a living wage and you're cheap fucks who want to wring every dime you can out of this capitalistic system. But what's hilarious, man, she got shit on so hard. I'd love to see this. I don't even necessarily care if your shit isn't made in China, Tammy. It's just your blatant hypocrisy is on shining display. Just give up the grift and sell knockoffs Nike Jesus apparel. Uh, just like we use sweatshops. This is exhausting. You had one job, Tommy. I know, right? One fucking job. Made in America. This was so simple. Why'd you fuck this up? Uh, old snap. And here's her in the toilet pissing on her own feet. Uh, I don't know what that means. You're a fucking con artist. You sell patriotism for money with shit made in China and pimp it at the expense of men and women who have died for what service to country and patriotism truly is. Exactly right, folks. 
How does this not anger the fuck out of every goddamn conservative that considers themselves a patriot? How do you support her after this? She's literally selling you patriotism. She's literally marketing to you patriotism. The thing that you all claimed that the brave soldiers died for, right? And she's just using their deaths to make a dime. Our shit's manufactured in China, but most of you will still support her because it doesn't really matter, does it? It's all about tribalism. In in tomato lasagna's defense, when she said her cheap-ass, poorly-fitting polyester workout wear was, for those who love God, guns, and country, she didn't specify which country, which is true. (laughs) Toupee Lantern, and that's a funny one, too. I have all kind of weird days for. Like many of you mom and pop stores, I had to start in China. <laughs> anyway, this whole thing's fucking hilarious. Is her draped in the Chinese flag. Just got... <laughs> how am I... <laughs> how am I going to afford this fancy yacht if I've got to pay workers to make the clothes? I know, right? She on a boat, y'all. Motherfuckers, don't you ever forget. Uh, lie lame. Anyway, roasted. Love to see it. Roast her more. What we got to say about that? You love shitting on Tommy? Patriotism made in China. I know, right? I see people getting booted. $99 leggings. I know, right? For that cheap, awful, gaudy bullshit. I wonder if they've sold any. I mean, they must have. Somebody's got to be that dumb, but I can't imagine, right? Holy shit. Um, I aim to make my stuff in the USA. Yeah, someday. We're working on it, folks. We're working on it. Just like Trump, like when he first started out, was bitching about everything made in China and his ties were literally made in China. I think they, at least Trump, I think, has moved some of his stuff to America, if not all of it, but god damn it, Tiny. The fuck? Um, super Chats. Super chat. Brad Holman, $20. Thank you, Brad. Very kind. Regarding JLP, you should go on the show and challenge his ideas, but then you should just do a live review of it and ask all your fans to just watch that instead of giving him traffic on his channel. But that's the thing, though. It doesn't matter what I tell my fans. It's his fans are going to be hyped up that I'm on there. And I basically, lefties that go on there, you you might think that he's fodder for you, but you're, you're basically fodder for him because it doesn't matter what the fuck you say. None of that matters. You know, you're just there to be made fun of because you don't go along with the narrative that right-wingers believe. So if I go on there, right-wingers are going to tell other right-wingers. And so regardless of what I tell my audience, he's still going to become more popular. And then they're still going to see his racism and his racism is still going to spread because I went on his show and and was on his platform. That's 100% what's going to happen. I just don't, I don't feel right about that. I don't feel right as a white man about being a part of helping racism to spread. Now, that's my opinion. You guys can say, well, it's not going to help racism to spread, blah, blah. But I disagree. It is, in my opinion. I just I just don't want to, I don't want to be a fucking part of that. So, But I appreciate that. Thank you, Brad. Um, Brian Dunham, 499. Really, both sides are overdoing it. Politics has become react first, be nice later. All Trump doing or the people behind him. Well, I guess that's true some. I mean, you shouldn't be reactionary. You should think about what you're saying. But at the same time, you want to cancel people for being shitty. I'm all for that. Vosh is smart and needs more exposure. Dollar ninety nine. Okay, fine. I I, I don't. I, I think he is smart, but I'm not in the whole dirtbag left, cringy edge lord shit. I'm just not. It's the same exact shit as the skeptic community was that I didn't want to be a part of, and now the left is just basically taking the same fucking playbook, and I don't want to be a part of it. But I mean, it's working for him. It's it, he's more popular than I am, so it's it's the popular thing to do. So if you want to be popular, go for it. Um, Brian Dunham, 99, Jesse would debate you. 
He would shut down every time. He is a supreme imaginary friend, lover, should always debate when it's a level situation. Yeah, it's not even going to be a debate. It's just him asking me stupid questions and cutting me off. I've seen that shit. Uh, anyway, more Super Chats, please. And next up, we'll talk about Boogie. Boogie been getting in a little bit of trouble. You guys know Boogie? Boogie is, uh, it lost a lot of weight. You go, Boogie. Boogie is a popular, um, I guess, Twitcher. I guess he's both on YouTube and Twitch. I've watched his stuff. I don't fucking get it. It's boring as fuck and cringe as shit and whatnot. But apparently he's taking a lot of flack because he went public saying that people who criticize him are worse than Nazis. And he literally prefers Nazis and rapists to people that criticize him. Oh my God, what a goddamn snowflake. Let's have a listen. At rebel in destruction. These are the people that enjoy destroying people's lives, enjoy destroying individuals, online creators, anybody. These are the people that just play the Joker in real life and want to watch the world burn. I do think these people are worse than Nazis. I do think these people are worse than rapists. I do think these are the worst people that exist in the world. You don't like me because of that opinion. That's fine. But I can tell you this. Fuck those people. I would rather meet a fucking Nazi. I would rather meet a rapist than somebody out there who just enjoys destroying lives because it's their fucking hobby. My opinion? Sticking to it. <laughs> I love the end of it. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Well, surprise, 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 folks. He did not stick to it. He got a ton of fucking shit for this and he immediately caved in traditional boogie style and apologized his fucking ass off. In fact, Keemstar took him to fucking task for this shit. Um, I don't like Keemstar. I think Keemstar is a fucking douche. But um, I'll even play what Keemstar said. I don't Like I said, I don't like Keemstar at all. I think Keemstar is not a good person. But what he said here was exactly correct. Boogie, what the actual fuck is wrong with you? You said that the trolls online and the harassers online are worse than rapists and Nazis? What? And then, of course, you get called out on this and you spin it to, oh, no, I wasn't talking about that. Uh, I, was, I was talking about the, uh, the people that harassed and, uh, and killed Christina Grimmie. That's what I was talking about. Okay, well, that person killed one person and that was pretty messed up. But you're saying you would rather talk to Nazis who killed 7 million people. What? Boogie, we have spent our time and energy for months and months and months to help you because you were going through a hard time. We've went out of our way to help you privately, and you keep saying dumb shit. You keep saying or doing dumb shit that will cause people to call you out, make a Reddit post, make an angry tweet, unsub from your channel. Now, I know that you've openly admitted that you have mental issues, but a cycle is going on here. And this is my theory, and I think maybe you need to talk to your counselor. I think you are obsessed with feeling attacked, right? And, and playing the victim. I think this is something that's comfortable to you. And like when you get to the state where nobody's harassing you and everything's cool and everything's good, you go out of your way and you're like, oh, this, this doesn't feel right. This is not, I, I don't even feel like myself anymore. I must be attacked. And you say dumb shit knowing it's going to cause people to attack you. Like I, I, something mentally is going on where you are self-sabotaging. And So I totally agree with that. He is right on. And then, of course, Boogie. Let's see if I can find it. I don't know if he deleted or not. He keeps deleting all his messages. But Boogie came in here and uh, caved immediately. 
<coughs> excuse me. He's told, um, there he is. Hey, Keem, you're entirely in the right here. I know this was tough love. Look forward to the drama alert. Made my bed and I'm glad to lay in it. <coughs> excuse me. That said, I said some really stupid shit. And I'm sorry I said it. What happened to, that's my opinion, I'm sticking to it. And so people obviously shit on him. Because this is what you do every fucking time, Boogie. You're always fucking apologizing and saying stupid shit and then apologizing and saying stupid shit. Like, I would almost have more respect for you if you would just stick to it. Yeah, motherfuckers, I'd rather hang out with fucking Nazis than people that criticize me. 1488, fuck the Jews. Like, you would still be a piece of shit, but at least you would have a backbone. I'm just joking about it, obviously. I don't really, I wouldn't respect you more if you did it, obviously. But, um, anyway, yeah. He got fucking owned for it and the uh, typical, typical boogie. I almost feel bad for him, but at the same time, Akeem Star is right, you know? He just, it's like he wants to be attacked for saying stupid shit. And, uh, next up, we gonna shit on uh, Yang a little bit. Andrew Yang, presidential candidate. And uh, this secret footage was just revealed. And I just want to say to you Yang gang people out there, is this really your candidate? Is this really the evil asshole you're supporting? Um, I believe that we should uh, destroy families and children and uh, women, minorities. And that's something I can do. And I, I'm, I'll be very glad to do it as our president. Nope. I, I am not on board with this, folks. I am not on board with destroying women and families with Yang as president. Fuck that shit. Hell to the gnaw. Um. Anyway, obviously, I am just joking. I know that it's edited footage before anybody says it. But, um... He was on um, the Jimmy Dore show. And, like, I don't know all that much about Jimmy Dore at all. I'm not a giant Jimmy Dore fan. And from what I hear, he is uh, more conspiratorial and uh, shitlordy in ways than I would prefer him to be. However, Andrew Yang was on his show. And, uh, in my opinion, he destroys Andrew Yang in this clip. Uh, let's have a listen. If you look at, like, some... Um, struggling mom and pop retailer around the country. Like a lot of them are paying their workers like nine, 10 bucks an hour. And then if you say, Hey, it's 15 bucks. Like some of them might cut back shifts or some of them might struggle. Like I've run a small private company and a lot of these small businesses um, are really, really close to, you know, like the, the red at any moment in time. Mm -hmm. And it's something that seems like completely common sense to us being like, Hey, just pay people 15 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. actually would cause some of these businesses to say, you know what, I'm going to have to cut a shift or cut a worker at the margins. Um, so again, I just rather just give people the raise directly. And I think workers would prefer that too. Yeah. If we just put a thousand bucks a month in your hand. Yeah. I mean, again, you, the, the UBI is you're correct on that and you're incorrect on the other stuff. Uh, businesses hire when there's a demand for their product, end of sentence. And if there's a demand for their product, they got to hire a worker. And nobody's going to go, boy, I have all these orders, but I can't pay that guy $15, so I'm not going to fill them. So that's an, that's illogical. The, the that is, is Jimmy, a right-wing talking point. That is not how economics work. Businesses are not uh, flourishing at that level. If they're just living hand-to-mouth <laughs> and they don't yeah. have the orders yeah. and they have a hard time even paying the people they have, if you elevate those costs, it might – it might, in some situations, yeah. mean they cut shifts or cut workers. I mean, that, yes, that's, that's, that is not economic theory. That is sound. That is right wing talking points. But um, uh, right, I have a small business. We have six, seven employees at this place right here. And if I can't afford to pay someone a living wage, I should go out of business. Why should I be able to make a living wage, but the person who generates that income for me doesn't get to have a living wage? That's ridiculous. Yeah, man, that's an ownage right there. Sorry. Like, you go, Jimmy. 
Don't know much about you. Not a fan, but holy shit, that was some pure opponent, in my opinion. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? Are we Yang Gangers, or are we, uh, we on the Jimmy Dore bandwagon here? Uh, Jagoff Comedian. Dore jumped the shark long time ago. Don't know it. Dusty, get a job, man. Your channel is stagnant and felon. Get a job. If you kiss your ass, we'll forget about you. Oh, no. I'm going to have to get a job. So scary, right? You're not missing much. I know, right? Uh, I think Jimmy is a nice man and could be funny, but he didn't exactly study a lot in school. I know that fella. Uh, Dor is just not bright or knowledgeable. Okay. Don't know. I know he won that little interaction right there. Don't know what he's normally like for a show. Uh, much respect, Jimmy. Damn! Jimmy Dor, I roll. Never liked Yang. I'm sure Jimmy will go back to being stupid after this. <laughs> like I said, don't know. Not that familiar with him. Just saw that clip and thought I would share it. Uh, next up, you may be cool, motherfuckers. You may think you're cool, but you will never be as fucking cool as a dog who puts on his own sunglasses. <laughs> boy a little fucking cutie patootie i want to take him on with me stinking little cute shit and uh i can definitely understand how these people feel let's first watch this video and then i will uh or just watch part of it and i will explain to you what the comments are lowell herbco is one of california's largest marijuana companies lowell specializes in producing packs of pre-rolled joints <laughs> Last year, it rolled and sold over 4 million joints. In order to do so, Lowell needs a lot of cannabis. So, this yeah, white people making all kinds of money with weed, and these black people are on there like, uh, my father is doing 18 to 30 years for less than 10 grams of weed. What the fuck? And I can definitely understand how they're feeling. They're like, holy shit, really? Really? We get our lives thrown away for this shit, and white people get to become millionaires? Nothing happens to them? What in the absolute fuck? Where is the justice in this world? Well, there's not any. Justice is a make-believe concept that people are tell themselves so they don't kill themselves, basically. But, and this one says, yep, I just don't get it. White people make so much money off marijuana industry, yet black people get thrown in jail for years for selling a few grams to make a living. Make it make sense. I can't. As uh, one of Nixon's former aides said, the drug war was specifically meant to target hippies and black people. You know, it's not a bug, it's a feature. This is working as intended. Now, this is part of the white power structure set up by our society to keep minorities down and then uh, make all the profit for ourselves, right? Or not for ourselves, because I ain't doing it, but for other white people are doing it, for sure. Want to read a galaxy brain take? Here's some fucking real galaxy brain shit. This is uh, Lars Larson. Apparently, he is a conservative uh, radio talk show host and uh, not an incredibly bright person. He says, gee... Heroin now kills more people than deaths related in any way, including suicides to guns. You suppose that Democrats will propose laws against importation, sale, and use of this deadly drug? What in the fuck? There are already laws. We, they already, what are you talking about? This is. <laughs> and of course, people are obviously shitting on him for this amazingly dumb take. I need my fully automatic heroin to protect my family. 
Heroin is my hobby. I am a heroin collector. I know how to use my heroin. I'm taking heroin safety classes. And I'm not taking back the fifth grade graduation gift of 30 bags of heroin. My daughter was so happy. Why break her heart? She also has the right to own heroin. So anyway, everybody shitting on him about this dumb shit, as they should. Hilarious. Next up, you guys know Jacob Wall. Jacob Wall is the uh, right-wing grifter who's lied multiple times. He's tried to pay people to uh, claim that Robert Mueller sexually assaulted them so he can discredit the Mueller investigation. He's done several things like this over the years. But apparently his latest grift is pretending to travel the world, but forgetting to pose in front of different fences. Yeah, look at him. I love how this natural pose where he's trying to show off his bicep. Ooh, it's totally natural. Look, that's how I always stand like this, my bicep flexed. But anyway, he is in Tel Aviv, Israel right here. Look at this fence in the background. Definitely in Tel Aviv, Israel in here. And then in this one, he's in Minsk, Belarus, right? No, you're not. You is a liar. Dude, what the fuck? How you getting a thousand likes for this? Who the fuck is following this goddamn grifter? Embarrassing wrecked and uh apparently they got a new game coming out called uh cyberpunk 2077 and suddenly gamers are really fucking mad that they're not being respected with their proper pronouns people who never gave a shit about pronouns before are suddenly furious because apparently this game uh, instead of choosing male or female gender you don't choose that you just choose your body type and how you want your voice to sound and there's no real gender and people are mad like, oh my god, it don't call me a man outright. How am I going to enjoy this game? Uh, Don't. Don't play it, because you're too dumb, really. You don't deserve to play it, in my opinion. How fucking idiotic. These people don't give a shit about pronouns or respecting people's pronouns. But once it's them, it's a totally fucking different story, isn't it? And, uh, of course, the quarterings. Got to make a million videos about this. And Rational Deacon, this and that calls them out. Uh, the quartering. What's in your new futuristic game? DC Project Red. Flying cars? Guns that shoot around corners? A society where people heavily modify their bodies with technology? A society that moves past gender? According what? No gender! What are you, a fucking Nazi? That's the way he is. Breaking news! Cyberpunk removes gender. You cannot be a male or female, so that's 0.05% of the people don't get offended. Super sad to see CD Project Red pander at this level. What if I want to identify as a male? I now feel excluded from this game. Okay, don't play it then, dummy. Who gives a shit? It's a fucking post-gender society. That's part of the fucking plot of the game, you goddamn dumbass motherfuckers. Do you not play games that where you're an alien? Because, like, in the future, there are alien species. And, oh, my God, I'm not a human man. <laughs> There's no fucking option to be a human man. I gotta play an alien. It's part of the fucking lore of the game. Of course, you know he doesn't give a shit, right? We all know he doesn't give a shit. This is what he does for a living. He just acts like a snowflake and calls everybody else snowflakes when he creates fake controversy for his idiot right-wing fan base. And he makes a lot of money doing it. Very popular. So I guess you got to respect the grift, even as you see right the fuck through it. Here's one from, oh yeah, <laughs> this is literally what they have on uh, Steven Crowder's show. Dude's making millions and millions of years, millions and millions of dollars a year, and this is the kind of shit he's putting out. Is this really comedy? Is this what right-wing comedy is like? Because holy God. And now, a reading from the Democratic Socialist Manifesto with Comrade Cortez. It's become evident that the bourgeoisie is unfit any longer to be the ruling class. 
Squad is the ruling class now. We run this sh Me, my girl Elhan, Rashida, and... I never learned the other girl's name. It doesn't matter. We're coming for you, Israel. Yeah. Join Mug Club, because soon, videos like this will be all that's left on YouTube. God, and yes, buy a $99 mug because of our genius fucking comedy. And here's the thing, people are people are buying these $99 mugs fucking left and right. They're making this goddamn dumbass a millionaire. And it's just so cringe, man. Like, what the fuck? That person he got to do that voice has no charisma, has no character. It's just bad in every humanly possible way. But, you know, he's successful, isn't he? Gotta try not to be depressed about that shit, right? And uh, here's a chart that shows the average cost of a date in the United States. And holy shit, man! You fucking New Yorkers are paying $300 per date? Good lord! That makes me feel cheap as fuck, dude. Even in Mississippi. like Mississippi's like the lowest. It's like $70. Even $70 on a date seems like a fucking lot to me, dude. So, uh, I don't know. I don't play that fucking much. Just take, take on a McDonald's or something, man. Be cheap as shit. It don't matter. If you gotta pay a woman her attention. The woman wants you for your money and shit. It's probably not the one you want to be with, in my opinion. But I don't know. That's just me. If you have enough money and you want to go out and spend a lot of money on your lady, that's yeah, your business. I guess I won't hit on you too mad about it. And um, This is typical fucking right-wing shit right here. So basically, there's a video of a dog, right? And the dog is dragging his leg behind him for a few seconds. And possible the dog's leg itched possible this dog is just fucking around you know I, I have a bunch of dogs all the time they do crazy dumb shit all the time they just they're goofy right um but apparently this is the ample opportunity to take this video clip and shit on the left about it so let's watch the clip first dog crawling just dragging his leg behind him a little bit maybe his leg itches i don't know what he's doing no he's fine he's just fucking around right so yep of course Gonna use this video clip, which in no way has anything to do with the left whatsoever, to shit on lefties. Dog fix energies for pets and treats. Canine embracing victim culture. Toxic canine privilege. And of course, this got uh, 4,000 likes and people... I'm probably just trying to be shaming off about... Yeah. Check the dog's Twitter account for pronoun stats. He learned well from his liberal owner. He's obviously been watching too much soccer. Actual footage of Rashida Tlaib. I mean, imagine using this fucking, like, anything they can think to own the libs. Things that have nothing to fucking do with us whatsoever. It's just so silly, but, you know, it works for them. That's got 200,000 views, and their right-wing shit-out audience eats it up, don't they? And, uh, oh my god, this is why I don't watch fucking comic book TV shows. Or, uh, a superhero TV shows, either one. They're usually terrible. When you have stuff like this out there competing with stuff like The Boys, which is just fucking amazing. It's like social commentary instead of just cringe shit. Anyway, apparently this is from The Flash. And uh, in this scene, a gorilla goes back in time to kill Barack Obama. Yep. Not shitting ya. It will almost be an honor to kill you. God. That is cringe as fuck. CAF. Suboptimal, folks. Suboptimal. Oh, there was another one, too. Let's watch the second the second scene from this uh, amazingly, intelligently done series, The Flash. Oh, she'll look through it. 
Where's the next one? All right, here's the next one. It gets even worse somehow. How do you make this worse? They succeed. You will not escape. Grodd will complete his mission. Time to make America Grodd again. Uh, time to make America groan again, because that is groany as fuck. God damn it, that's terrible. Anyway, that's why I don't watch that fucking shit. And apparently, uh, Trump just outright lied and claimed that China called several of his high-level people in his government because they immediately wanted to start up talks again to negotiate trade. And uh, then basically they admitted, nope, he just lied about all that. He just fucking made that up because uh, he didn't want the stock market to tank. And so he just lied to the stock market. And they literally asked him about this. And he was like, yep, that's just the way I negotiate. Basically, he just admits, yep, the way I negotiate is to lie my ass off. That's just what I do. Typical Trump. And then, you know, Trump's poor is like, eh, it's cool. We don't care if he lies to us. You know? Hey, he, the stock market went up, didn't it? He was right. What a genius Trump is to lie to us. That's the world we live in. People actually like it when you lie to them. They'll actually defend you, Robert. And, uh, here's one from Haley. Oh, God. Uh, hard to believe this is real, folks, but this is a real fucking thing. Apparently, uh, Trump is going to make a law. They just passed a law, I guess. As of October 29th, children... Born to U.S. service members outside of the U.S. will no longer be automatically considered citizen. Holy fucking shit. So imagine your government sends you overseas. And you don't have a choice, right? Because you signed up for the military and the government tells you what to do and you fucking do it. So while you're overseas, you meet a girl and uh, fall in love and you have a kid. And uh, obviously, you're a U.S. service member You think that who has been forced to go overseas. You know, you didn't want to. And you had this kid. You think, of course. I'm a United States service member. This kid is a United States citizen. I can bring back to the country whenever, you know, I am able to transfer. Nope. Fuck you, U.S. service military members. Trump's like, nah, nah. You have to apply for citizenship separately on the kid's behalf. We're changing shit up. So the hashtag Trump hates our troops, I think is what it was. that started going viral because of this bullshit. Yeah, Trump hates America. Trump hates our troops. Hard to fucking believe that... A conservative who his entire base is around uh, jingoism and rah rahing for the military can just do shit like this. And conservatives are like, eh, I don't know, who cares? Whatever. Fuck the military. Trump can do no wrong, right? Frustrating. Frustrating that it doesn't matter what he does. But anyway, America, fuck yeah, right? You guys got to think about that. Are we huge fans of Trump making sure that the military veterans don't get to have children that are American citizens? Donald Trump with his nana nana boo boo talk. Yep, right. Like a little fucking child. Your president is super creepy. Yes, he is. Definitely. Uh, but but Gorilla God is a bad guy. Yep. I assume. Uh, Dusty just missed the point of those clips. I guess I did miss the point of those clips. What was the point of those clips? To be cringy? Because if that was the point, they succeeded heavily. And uh, if that's what I'm supposed to be watching for entertainment, I am not interested in that. Uh, the 2 Pro 1, 420 for weed, hell yeah! I don't really buy weed anymore because I uh, have a really cool fan that gives it to me now. But thank you for that. I will buy cat food instead, if that's okay with you. Um, I will get my cat's highest fuck on some uh, fucking catnip in honor of you. Brian Dunham, 499, really? Both sides are overdoing it. Politics is uh, already... Read that. All right. 
More super chats, please. Lifeblood of the show. Please support the show. I want to keep doing this as long as I can. Um, here's one from Actual Jerk. So back. Oh, yeah, shit. Did you guys see this? I'm speaking of Trump, man. <laughs> he literally called his wife over, Melania, like she was a dog. Watch. Looks over at her. Here, girl. Here, girl. Come on, girl. <laughs> Come to my side, girl. <laughs> it's just, what the fuck, dude? This is the president of the United States. He's calling his wife like a fucking dog. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, that's just the world we live in. This wacky fucking world. This is why I don't take shit too seriously, folks. Life is way too absurd to take all that seriously. It's just fucking nutty town. Um, oh, yeah, shit, dude. And uh, deep fakes keep coming out, and you're not going to be able to believe what you see anymore. How can you believe what you see anymore when they got shit like this Say, out there? Genji Cohen is producing a show for Netflix. It's about a women's wrestling show from the 80s. And I was kind of like, what an idea. And they were like, no, it was a real thing. And I started Googling it, and the videos are crazy it's the most bizarre thing because it wasn't just wrestling it was like a real outlier from what wrestling was at the 80s and it's like hulk hogan and the iron sheik and stuff like that and then these were like women of all shapes and sizes like on our show they were actresses and models who got cast on this show and learned how to wrestle and they don't just wrestle on the show they do sketches and they rap yeah they they rap <laughs> that's creepy as fuck man my agents called me to say like Jenji i said cohen before eventually before you play movies, you're going to be able to pick what actors you want to be in the starring roles. And eventually, you'll probably be able to pick your own family to be in the movie. So uh, you'll be able to see like the, the Matrix starring Tom Cruise or the Matrix starring you. That'll definitely be what the future's like. It's going to be really interesting to see. I can't wait to start a whole bunch of fucking movies myself. I'm going to be an awesome action star. And uh, speaking of actors and action stars, apparently um, at the MTV Awards... John Travolta was so high out of his fucking mind that he tried to give Taylor Swift's award to a woman he thought was Taylor Swift, but was not Taylor Swift. Nope. You were not Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, here you go, Taylor Swift. Nope. Come on, John Travolta. Get your shit together, dude. Or John Revolting. That's what my dad always called him. One of my dadisms. He would always call John Travolta John Revolting, and he would always call Las Vegas, Las Wages, Nevada. Shit like that. Ah, oh, my dad. He was a crack up. Here's some racist shit. Apparently, there's a, a new uh, viral thing on the internet where um, Popeye's new crispy chicken sandwich is competing with uh, Chick-fil-A's new crispy chicken sandwich. And so there are people lining up around the fucking block to eat this crispy chicken sandwich and shit. So uh, this person obviously had to say something racist about it. Why the line at the unemployment office ain't this long? Shaking my head. When are we going to wake up? I know it's a black guy, but he being racist too because he sees a bunch of black people and he immediately thinks uh, unemployment line. How the fuck do you know these people are unemployed or poor in any way? I mean, that's just racist as fuck. Just automatically assume, oh, a bunch of black people. They obviously need to be in the unemployment line, right? Instead of fucking getting chicken on their lunch break. They're probably, most of these people are probably like fucking on their lunch hour from their jobs and shit. Like, so many black people can't be racist against other black people. Seriously. And uh, this person correctly stomped them into the fucking ground by saying, there were literally droves of whites that stole McDonald's for some fucking sauce they saw in Rick and Morty. And there was. Remember the lies around the corner? For fucking shitty Szechuan sauce. Remember the cringy Asian guy jumping on the counter and, Pickle Rick! Pickle Rick! Remember all that shit? Yeah, I remember. 
Were you on here saying, why aren't all these white people on the unemployment line? I bet you fucking weren't. You know why? Because they're white. You see them differently. No matter if you're black or not, right? And uh, apparently Blair White put out a video about, uh, I guess there was some kind of uh, pedophile who was trying to get involved in the uh, drag queen story hour at libraries and whatnot. So, of course, Blair White got to call this shit out and try to make trans people look like they're full of uh, pedophiles and shit and uh, not just trans people, but drag. I know there's difference between drag queens and trans people, but she's doing this to kind of muddy the whole water and throw them all together. And basically... So she uh, puts out, the, the title is basically, uh, this tra- this drag queen is a, is a pedophile predator, right? And uh, she puts, th- that's what she puts in the title of the video, but she puts this guy in the fucking thumbnail, and this guy has nothing to do with being any kind of predator. So poor guy, she just picks him because he's bearded and scary looking, and she knows this will freak out her fucking audience and make the, her audience think bad about drag queens and transgender people. So she puts this scary looking, oh my God, person in the fucking thumbnail of the clip, even though they don't have anything to do with, you know, being a bad person whatsoever. So suboptimal, what a giant fucking piece of shit. Like if I were him, I might think about, I guess I wouldn't sue or anything, but she definitely should be called out for it. And uh, Vadim called her out. So that was good to see. Eventually she did change the thumbnail. She changed it to this person. I guess this person is the actual person that's, I'm a predator, but it's okay because I'm a drag queen. That was the title of the video that she had this, this person in. So anybody that saw the thumbnail thinks that this person is the predator because he's so scary looking. Whether it's the actual predator or something more that more passes. But she obviously originally didn't want to put a picture of a passing drag queen in there because it's not as scary as this. And her whole thing is to clickbait and scare her audience because, you know, her type of transness is the only type of transness that is acceptable. You have to pass. If you don't pass, there are fucking bigots towards you, right? You know? They think that they get to decide what kind of drag queen you, you have to be and what kind of trans person you have to be. Total piece of shit. Hope more people call her out for this bullshit. And uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is at it again. I know you guys might think, hey, I already heard this before, but nope, this is a new one. So you remember Jerry Falwell ended up buying a gay flop house with a pool boy he met at a hotel room that him and his wife struck up a friendship with. And yet, he paid like three or four million dollars to buy a uh, a gay flop house for his uh, pool boy who was just friends with him. So this is another story now. Now, he has paid two million dollars to a young personal trainer that him and his wife hung out with. So they can buy uh, a, a sprawling sports complex that was on the land that used to belong to the uh, the church. Or maybe it was the, his school or whatever. His, uh, he, you know, he's the... Uh, the president of the largest Christian school in the world. So, for some reason, he's decided to give this new personal trainer millions of dollars in land and a new business out of the blue. You know, just like he gave his pool boy $4 million. I'm sure there's nothing fucky going on here, folks. I'm definitely sure this guy is not giantly fucking gay, having gay sex, and then paying off the young men he's having gay sex with in order to keep it quiet. Definitely 100% not what the fuck's happening here with the president of the largest Christian college in the world. Wish more people would be reporting on that. It's like, I wish more people reported all this shit, but you don't really see very much reporting on any of this stuff. Kind of depressing. And uh, this is real life, folks. This is not a joke. This is something that Sargon actually said about himself. Perhaps the least self-aware thing I have ever heard in my entire fucking life. So the question 
is what passions are influencing you to rationalize your actions. In the spirit of fair play and honesty, I will tell you mine first. Mine are for the protection of my ego. I fear public humiliation and disgrace, and I do everything I can to avoid it. This is why I do my best to be as objective as I can be, and as ethical and moral as possible. <laughs> so the question is what passions <coughs> are influencing you oh, to rationalize your actions? Uh, it's Holy shit. Can you imagine someone with less fucking self-awareness, like Sargon is fucking an honest agent in any of this, person who cherry-picks one-sided information to make the left look bad while he covers for the alt-right continuously, who specifically said he's rooting for the alt-right over SJWs because apparently white supremacists are more dangerous than people that want equality. You know, people that are fighting fascism are worse than the fascists. To uh, galaxy brain, Sargons, they're just so hilarious. Like, what the fuck? How can we take any of this fucking shit seriously? It's so stupid. And, uh, yeah. I showed you guys this on the last show. Apparently he's hanging out. Apparently he was on the Alex Jones show today. I didn't watch it, but, uh, people are, uh, rightly roasting these three for being together. All right, said Fred. It's the name of their band. Uh, Destiny's Child Support. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty funny. I dig it. What do you guys got to say about that? Check on the trip. Yeah, really disgusting. Definitely agrees. Uh, actual footage, you know, Claudia Brown. Miss Claudia Brown said, um, "New York is expensive as hell." I know, right? I hear little fucking shoebox apartments are like two hundred square feet, or like you know, multiple thousands of dollars a month. It's crazy. Glad I don't fucking live there. I bought a thirty-six hundred square foot house. I bought a thirty-six. 100 square foot house for $14,500. I shit you not. That's how amazing the deals on property are here in Mississippi. You can really find some fucking bargains if you're brave as shit. Which luckily I am. So, let's see if I got any more super chats. Super chats. No more super chats. I need more super chats, please. Please consider supporting the show so I can keep doing this. I'm about another uh, 15 minutes in the show. So, uh,. Last chance to do the Super Chats, please. And uh, time to shit on Stefan Mule Nuts. Stefan Mule Nuts. Oh, my God. This motherfucker. So H-Bummer guy's busting him out. You call yourself a genius philosopher on Twitter all day, mate. And Stefan Mule Nuts is like, funny thing is, I never referred to myself in those terms. Uh, Guy called better work alpha for height. Looks and money. Height unearned. Looks unearned. Money unearned. Alpha is not accident. I went from being the son of a single welfare mom to a software entrepreneur and the most influential modern philosopher. You literally just said it. What the fuck are you talking about? What? It's on the same thread. Like, what in the fuck? It's just... These people can literally say one thing and then claim they didn't say it. And their friends are like, he never said that. Where did he say that? Except for right there where he fucking said it. I mean... I can't believe he got tw- almost 2,500 likes for this, for this brag about how alpha he is. Is Stefan Mjolnuts really an alpha guy? Has anybody seen Stefan Mjolnuts with any really high quality, beautiful, beautiful women? Because, uh, I don't know. To me, I think for a lot of men, especially a lot of chuds like Stefan Mjolnuts, what they consider alpha are men who can attract high quality women and, uh... I would take the Pepsi challenge with you any day, Stefan Mjolnuts, and I definitely don't consider myself an alpha in any way. I am definitely not an alpha. 
I think that whole concept is fucking stupid, but I doubt very seriously uh, he does better in that department than I have, fucking Chud. Sad. So sad. Stefan, you're nuts. And uh, I guess this is the same one talking about him being alpha. Imagine in 2019 still using the alpha beta language in, in a non-ironic fashion. Cringe as fuck. And apparently, um, speaking of cringe as fuck, Tim Pool has had a stalker come to his house. And uh, I don't know if he's trying to claim that this stalker was somebody harassing him because uh, he he's probably trying to bring this on liberals if I know Tim Pool. But it's basically somebody who said they were a fan. They're one of your crazy fans, Temple. Obviously, you're attracting crazy fucking assholes because, you know, that's what right-wing grifters like you do. You appeal to the lowest common denominator. And a lot of those times, the lowest common denominators are really mentally unstable people. And that's why they're coming to your house. So, yeah, this is your fan base, Tim. You know, maybe you should think about, I don't know, changing your ways so you don't attract insane idiots. Just me. Anyway, he said someone showed up at his house at 4 a.m. It was pitch black outside. Cops were called. Found him a block away. Claimed he knew about the event in Pittman. And walked here from Philly 10 to 15 miles. Claimed he was a fan. Sorry, not okay. And no way I believe a fan is coming here at 4 a.m. Why not? Why would you not believe that you have crazy-ass fans that would come to your house at 4 a.m.? That's exactly what you're fucking attracting, dude. Seriously. You're a grifter. Except the people that you attract with your grift. And, uh... It's just getting bad for Joe Biden. Like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore. Apparently, he can't even remember goddamn Obama's name anymore. Like, what are you smoking, dude? You can't even remember Obama's name? You were literally his vice president for eight years, motherfucker! Calling him up my president when he forgets his name. Let's have a look. Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant portion of it called Crimea. He's saying that it was president... My boss... It was his fault because they invaded. It was President My Boss. Good old President My Boss. They were blaming President My Boss for it. But, you know, whatever his name is, uh, Obama or whatever. Like, what the fuck, man? This guy really the leading candidate on the Democratic side? I mean, I know the latest polls show Bernie Sanders ahead, but I'm just saying, you guys trying to tell me this is the motherfucker that's the leading candidate? How in the fuck is this to be real, dudes? Seriously, I'm going to be depressed if this guy's the president. Holy shit, really? They like pick one of the worst fucking possible people to go against Trump. Honestly, just elect him for another goddamn four years at this rate. And uh, I got a hand to this chick, man. This chick is stout. Look at her go, man. She ain't fucking having it. She bad. She's strong. Slung that guy down. Pushing it down again. Pushing it down again. Yep. That girl is thick. She built like a tank. Don't fuck with that girl. She's like, don't you get up. Don't you fucking dare get up. Stay your ass down. Stay your ass down. And that dude just getting shoved around like a rag doll. Poor guy. He just trying to get up. But she ain't fucking having it. And he probably ain't going to do nothing about it because she's a girl. Can't hit her back. Even though you probably shouldn't because they'll jump on you for that, dude. And uh, here is the most Joe Rogan clip of all time, I think. This is quintessential Joe Rogan. Here he says something that's really deep and meaningful, introspective, interesting. But instead of actually like getting into it in any meaningful way or exploring how his actions might be causing this to happen or how he might uh, help it not to happen or how he or or, in any way having any kind of valuable introspection, he gets distracted immediately and changes the subject. So let's have a look. 
Quick, bitch. In the in the eyes of the of the law, is worth more. How strange is it that we put like a, a monetary value on actual life itself? Mm. Wow, it's a just such a strange, strange concept. Yeah. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit, Jamie, pull that video up. In the in the eyes of the of the law, it's so strange that our capitalist society makes everything a dollar sign. Our entire lives are nothing but money to these people. Hmm. Let's change the subject immediately and go on to a moose heating guy. Yeah, that's a great segue, isn't it? Let's not talk about this important shit anymore. Funny, funny, funny. But uh, typical Joe Rogan. Got to laugh, keep him crying. And uh, let's see what else I got. I got about another 10 minutes left on the show. So I got all this shit to cover in the next 10 minutes. So let's see what we got here. Uh, you guys see this? This fucking guy out in Virginia. He murdered two people. Um, he murdered two women and a child. I guess he murdered three people. And then he ran around naked for like an hour, attacked police officers, choked an old man, and nobody shot his ass. What the fuck? Now, seriously, I think some black people got some justifiable complaints about, look, trying to strangle an old man. No one's shooting him? Like, what the fuck, dude? How is this even possible? Murdered three people. Gonna just take him nonviolently and shit? Just imagine, imagine a black dude just murdered three people, running up the cops, punching them, choking elderly people, elderly white people. You telling me they ain't gonna shoot that motherfucker? I mean, maybe. I guess there's a chance maybe they wouldn't. But you gotta admit, it's a lot more chance they would than shooting a white dude. That's just my opinion. It seems pretty obvious to me. But And uh, this is a sad story to hear. Apparently the fastest woman on wheels, uh, Jessie Combs, she was, uh, for a short time, she was on Mythbusters when uh, Kari, whatever her name is, she, uh, I guess, had a baby. And so this woman... Um, was on Mythbusters, and she has like she had another a couple of other rally shows or whatnot. But apparently, she was trying to set a land speed record in a rocket car after breaking three hundred and ninety eight miles per hour, four hundred miles per hour. She crashed and died. So that's sad. That's why I try not to get involved in like super dangerous activities for no reason because it seems like you're just taking your life into your own hands for no reason. But I mean, I guess she died doing what she loved. So hopefully, you know, it's like Paul Walker. She go. She went out, you know, in the way she wanted, hopefully. I don't know. Not for me. But apparently, uh, Forever 21 is going bankrupt, and I have no idea why they're going bankrupt. How could a clothing shop with such amazing clothes go out of business? Look at this stuff. Don't you want to pay exorbitant prices to pay to wear advertising for companies like Express Mail? Of course you do. Don't you want to pay lots of money to look like a Cheeto? Hell yeah, it's not easy being cheesy. Give her $40 for this shirt, please. I wonder why you went out of business, Top Ramen. It's a mystery. Next up. There are two different kinds of people that exercise. Guess which type I am. Am I this type? Or am I this type? Yep. There's me, who's a good boy, yeah, at least he's so tired from all that working out, yeah, he is, poor buddy, you better take a nap, you look exhausted, so goddamn stinking cute, I thought this was funny, you want to know how the Joker in the new movie became the Joker, just like this, I can't believe mother threw away my Nintendo, 
I'm going to become the Joker. <laughs> if I don't blame you, dude. I will become the Joker too. Start killing fucking everybody. Goddamn, mama, don't you goddamn throw away my fucking Nintendo. I will Joker everything. Goddamn, no. And, uh... The Blaze, which is a uh, conservative right-wing shitheads, they have this, uh... I don't even know what to call him. This, uh, meat-headed, chud, uh, dickless wonder. I guess is what I'll use. Um... Says trans people think they're better than God, and I, I have to agree with them. I do believe trans people are better than God for many reasons. Uh, number one, they exist. Um, number two, if you've actually read the Bible, trans people are way more pleasant than that absolute fucking monster in every way. So let's have a look. First of all, God did not pick your gender to be transgender because there is no such thing in reality. That whole Adam and Eve thing. Literally, there's an entire book of the Bible about it. God created man. God saw man was alone. It wasn't good. Created woman out of man's rib. It's literally a whole book. There ain't nothing about Adam deciding that he really wanted to be Eve and transitioning into Yvette or anything like that. It is simple. Adam, Eve, Cain and Abel were born out of that thing. I'm just saying it's a whole deal. Now, as far as you being bullied and picked on, I agree. Bullying is an epidemic that needs to be handled. And it needs to be handled at the home. And honestly, schools could have done a much better job. And for that, I am truly sorry about your experience growing up. But as far as you now being accepted because you're transgender, you may be, but that's a lie in and of itself. Because the reality is there are many, many, many people that accept what you choose to be, but don't agree with it. The fact that you feel like you're being accepted now is because you only surround yourself with people that are either A, transgender, or in the LGBTQ community, which is pretty normal. You see, when we grow up and we deal with things and we learn more about who we are, we put ourselves in groups that make us feel the same way and we relate and we identify and we surround ourselves with people that believe the same thing that we do. The only reason that you feel accepted now is not because God made some mistake and you deciding that you're better than God makes it better. It's because you're simply surrounding yourself with people who think and feel exactly the same way that you do. And the First only reason all, you believe any of this is because you surround yourself with Christians who believe exactly the same way you do. If you surround yourself with people like me, obviously I wouldn't hang around with you because God but if you did, I would mock the fuck out of you till you stop believing in that stupid horse shit. So, pot calling the kettle black, the only reason you believe in that stupid bullshit is because you stay inside of your echo chamber and you're told all the time by all the people that are around you that you're right, that God does exist, and that all the bullshit in the Bible is true, but it's nuts. If you did any kind of research outside of your bubble, you would know that, but you don't. And uh, Typical Christian bullshit, transgenders don't exist because of the Bible. Adam and Eve. Question. Uh, who did uh, Cain and Abel have babies with? Hmm. Let's think about that one for a second. Thinking they might have fucked mom. That's all I'm saying. A little bit, a little bit fucked mom. And time to shit on Ben Shapiro a little bit. Can't have a show go by without shitting on goddamn Ben Shapiro a bunch. So uh, Ben Shapiro talking about how cool it is to nuke shit. Yeah, it's so cool. Let's nuke everything. They're talking about this dumb story that President Trump wanted to nuke hurricanes. Which, by the way, I don't even care whether it does anything. It just sounds cool. I mean, what if there are <laughs> sharks in the hurricanes? What if it's a sharknado? What then, guys? Have you thought about that? 
just the idea, anytime you're talking about nuking a random thing that's not really going to hurt anybody, I'll admit, the 13-year-old boy in me is kind of for it. In any case, it's a dumb story. <laughs> yeah. Decided to Every time you're talking about nuking something that's going to hurt anybody. on April Ryan. You know, it's not like radiation exists or anything. Not like radiating the entire ocean is a bad idea or anything. It's cool. It's so fucking cool to nuke things that don't get hurt. But uh, yeah, dude, you'd be bald as fuck, little bald head. You probably still have that little dumbass hat on your bald head, though, after the fallout, though. But uh, I am glad Ben Shapiro was not in charge of anything because that would be fucking awful. And uh, finish up a few few more real quick. Last chance to get in your super chats and whatever comments you want. I'm going to finish it up here. This was kind of cute. Apparently they have this giant uh, puppet dog in another country. And uh, this is cool as shit. I already said that. Um, but puppet dog walking around and uh, I guess this uh, Rottweiler sees it and the Rottweiler's like oops, loud. Like what in the fuck is that? What in the fuck? What is it? Oh my god, it's a giant dog. Oh, can I be part of your clan? I want to be part of your pack. Definitely curious. That is a fucking badass puppet, I guess. And is a cute little dog, too. And uh, let's see. Somebody took all the uh, pictures of all the members of Congress and they overlaid them to show you what the average representative looks like. And apparently, in all the houses, it's pretty much the same person. On the Democratic side, it's a little bit more feminized, I guess, because they have more women over there. But basically, apparently, white America is attracted to the look of this particular face because it pretty much all goddamn looks the same. Same nose structure, same similar mouth structure, same forehead structure. It's really weird, isn't it? You know, it's almost like we are part of a society that has a white power structure that was specifically set up to enable and transfer power to white people generation after generation at the expense of minorities. I don't know. Maybe not. That's just my hypothesis. Um, and how about some more little cute shit? Fucking elephants are smart as fuck, dudes. I guess we already know this, but this kind of just shows you, man. They, have, they understand the concepts. He understands this hat goes on your head. He understands it's a joke, taking it off and putting it on his own head, right? And he understands putting it back on this guy's head because that's where it belongs. It's a lot of, like, complex thought for animals and stuff, which... Another excellent argument for vegetarian and veganism, folks. Not going to preach about it too much, but think about it. Yeah. Oh, this was kind of funny. This happened a long time ago. I don't like sports, but every once in a while I like seeing, like, shit from the sports history like this that happened. So apparently... Big, God damn it, go big. Apparently, uh, this guy was uh, throwing a baseball at him and hit him. And so he was pissed. So he bunched the ball on purpose in order. So the pitcher runs over here so he can fucking smack this goddamn pitcher for throwing the ball at him. And, of course, did not go over well. They was mad. Yeah, pitcher hit him with the ball. And he's like, fuck that shit. I'll show you. Yeah. Boom! Sweet revenge! You can't block the guy for the plate. I'm pretty sure that's not legal, but it's awesome. So, uh, you go, boy. And, uh, Shaquille O'Neal next to the tallest man who ever lived. Makes him look small. Holy shit. Imagine making Shaquille O'Neal look like a little kid. That was a tall motherfucker. I kind of feel bad for him because he couldn't even walk right. I had to use a cane and shit. But goddamn, look how big he was. Impressive. There were giants in those days. That's some Nephilim shit right there. And uh, here's a shaved cat with everything shaved except for his face. That looks weird, doesn't it? That doesn't even look right. 
That looks photoshopped, poor thing. He don't seem too happy about it. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you filming me? This is not funny. I will kill you, humans. Who don't even fucking know, humans. Don't even fucking know. And, uh, last up, surprise, surprise, this Kentucky principal who uh, was trying to ban homosexual content uh, was busted for child porn. Shocker! Happens over and over and over again. These people are all the goddamn same. Gotta worry about the gays, right? It's the gays, they're gonna get you. But nope, these motherfucker molesting your children. That's what you should be worried about. Anyway. We'll finish up with the Super Chats. Kroom, $10, said, Sup, I honor you by smoking a bowl. I will also be smoking a bowl in about five minutes when the show's over. I will join you. Thank you for that, Kroom. I appreciate that. Zai, $5, Trends Rides. Hills, yeah. Billy Boy Blue, $5. If a pedo died because his dad blew him away with a shotgun, would you say he died doing what he loves? Gratifers everything. Okay. Uh, I guess that's true. He would die doing what he loves. That's true. Do you think Lawrence's an honest actor? Uh, not really. I think she's just a right-wing chud who will say anything that she has to say to own the libs and make money. I don't think she's particularly honest. It's not like they equally call out the, the right in the same way they call it the left. And if you don't do that, I don't think you're very honest. Of them. What? Oh, God. The progressive voice. All right, all right. Was Goat, Gotink's SSJ3 stronger than Goku's SSJ3? Totally. It was way strong. It wasn't even... How is this even a question? Obviously... Gotenks SSJ3 was way stronger than Goku's. Goku's was like weak as fuck. Like, why why was that even there? I was embarrassed for Goku. So, thank you for that. Appreciate that. Billy Boy Blue Spell said, why can't I say uh, N-word with impunity, but can't say gay slurs? They said, well, Dave, you're not gay. He said, well, I'm not an N-word either. Yes, that's true. That is what happens. Um, but at the same time, it's taking the word back, as I explained, which is very easy to understand. Not a complicated concept. Anyway, Friday night, just got paid. All right, woohoo! Thank you, Beast Nation. I will take your $2. I will spin the fuck out of it. Appreciate that. And Cash Rich Defiance, $2. Appreciate that. Anybody that wants to give me a super chat, very, very last chance. going to read a little regular chats for a minute, and then the show's going to be over. So let's see here. That's fair enough, Dusty. I don't know what I said, but I'm just going to agree. I was probably extremely fair. Dude is dead now and had multiple health problems. Uh, who are we talking about? I'm all lost because I don't remember this whole problem. We're trying to keep up with the fucking chat. Thanks for the elephant, Dusty. That was cool. Yeah, elephants rock. I sure hate to think that people have killed somebody over their ivory over the years for fucking nothing. Goddamn nothing. Murder these fucking beautiful, majestic animals. Just humans. Goddamn. Chucknado! I know, right? Chucknado's cool. He's like 40. I know, right? Little, little Benny Shapiro. Benny Shapiro. I am Ben Shapiro. And I'm really smart. SJWs are ruining everything. Please give me money. So. Anyway, I guess that's pretty much it for me, folks. I'll be back on uh, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. I have another excellent fucking show for you guys then. I have to cover all this shit. I keep skipping on all these fucking shows. I keep running out of time on these shows. But uh, white people in the N-word, I know, right? White people really want to say that shit real bad. I don't want to say it anymore. I've gotten over my need for saying it. But keep going, hello. I'm on last hour at work. I gotta go. I gotta go take the dogs out and I gotta go to the bathroom. So I will be back Monday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. I love you guys so much. I really fucking appreciate it. As always, you want to support the show? 
Patreon. Patreon, a great way to do that. We're up to $654. And if we get up to oh, $659, woohoo! Thank you for whoever just signed up. If I got up to 1000 I've lowered it to 1000 now. I'm going to do an extra show a week. So if you guys like to see that, please support me. And uh, I will see you guys soon. I love the fuck out of you guys. As always, till next time. Logic Dudes. Love you guys. Really appreciate it. Good night, everybody.